Welcome to the Next Dimension Podcast, your portal to an extended reality. Every week we talk about the hottest topics in XR and let you join the discussion live on MRTV. And now, get ready for another exciting episode coming up. Hi and welcome to Season 3, Episode 20 of the Next Dimension Podcast. Your podcast is all about VR, AR and Mixed Reality. And today is a super special episode. Not because of the Apple headset, no. Because we're here with Arthur from Somnium Space. Arthur, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for uh, inviting me and having us. Thank you very oh, much. Oh yeah, we're going to have a great show. And also here with us, Tatiana, how are you doing today? You know, there used to be a time where you said the show was special because I was on it. <laughs> oh my no, God! No, no, please, no, no. can you can no, no, you reroll? No, no. I feel bad. To, can you reroll, please? We have please. to reroll the whole <laughs> show. <laughs> and the most special person in the whole VR is Tatiana. <laughs> of course, Tatiana, how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm so excited to be on this show. You know, I say no to many things these days. Of course. Because I'm almost almost about to go off the grid, but I could I would not have missed this podcast for anything. Right, right. For all the people who are just listening to the show and who don't know about Tatiana's circumstances, very soon there's going to be a new VR fan on this planet Earth, most probably. Right? So, yes. so yes. New VR user. <laughs> Finally. <Yeah. laughs> One more Somnium Space user, perhaps. Potential. Yes. <laughs> Potential. Who knows what's going to happen know? by the Who time he's old enough to, to wear VR. is crazy. Yeah, it's VR, crazy is, to think about VR is crazy. Yeah, amazing that you're here on the show today, Tatiana. Yeah, and also with me, Sebastian Ang, founder of MRTV. And wow, I'm super looking forward to the show, not just because I got to speak to Arthur and Tatiana, but of course, yes, this is the show that we've all been waiting for. The Apple VR headset, or they don't even call it a VR headset, right? The Apple device this year has been announced, the Apple Vision Pro. And it's set to probably, yeah, put so many people into a VR headset. Pro suddenly, most probably, it's going to be very cool to put on a headset that costs $3,500, by the way. We are going to talk about it. We're going to talk about the device itself. We're going to talk about what kind of, um, yeah, what kind of impact it is going to have on, on this um, industry that we love so much. And also, we're going to talk about um, Arthur's headset, the Somnium VR1, and how he feels as somebody who's making a headset, who's like a competitor, actually, to the Apple Vision Pro, how he feels about this headset. And I simply believe this is going to be a great show. If you don't know yet about the Next Dimension podcast, well, very soon you will. And uh, well, this show is all about uh, VR, AR, and everything in between. This happens nearly every Saturday when I'm not somewhere in the world doing other things. And well, this is not only live streamed every Saturday here on MRTV, this is also an audio podcast. So if you want to listen to this while you're working, that's a good idea, by the way, then you can do so and you can find us everywhere where you can listen to podcasts. And if you love this show, why don't you give it a five-star rating on iTunes or on Spotify or anywhere 
where you can rate us. That would be really great. And by the way, for all the people who are watching this live right now, hello there. Hello, Sparky Sven, RG, Disco VR. No, that's uh, Tatiana. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just reading. Yeah. Why don't you Why don't you share this URL so more people can watch this live? Because I'm so sure this well, is going to be... Let me share in our Discord as well, yeah, exactly, by the way. Exactly. Exactly. Share this it. right now. Exactly. So more people can watch us live. That would be incredible. This is going to be a great show. Oh, you yes. About VR, AR, and apparently... Spatial computing. Spatial computing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. By the way, um, in 2023, now the new buzzword is not metaverse anymore. The metaverse is now spatial computing, right? So all the people who said metaverse, now it's spatial computing, thanks to Apple again. So yeah, um, Arthur, you're running a really huge spatial computing platform, right? With Somnium. <laughs> decentralized spatial computing, I must say. Okay, decentralized, decentralized spatial, spatial computing. Yes, yes. We're All now right. suddenly running a spatial computer uh, computing company. Yeah, spatial and, computing uh, company. Exactly. I had to change my business cards and everything. But yeah, uh, no, I mean, look, I, you know, the metaverse world has been abused so totally. much in the totally. last two years that it really feels bad I because all these cameras and all these people who didn't even realize what the metaverse is and everything else nobody just knew what the metaverse be, is yeah I mean the, the, the buzzword it Only became you. a buzzword oh, of know. this nonsense people uh, and then people suddenly on LinkedIn became chief metaverse officers and I was right. just looking at this I was getting sicker and sicker every day yeah. because li literally nobody like 99% of those people didn't even understand what they're talking about so yep. whether to me honestly whether it's a spatial computing platform or metaverse or social vr company whatever i don't care i just care about the you know the whole thing uh, yeah. to build it and to make it work and how it's called you can call it whatever you want the, the important part is that it works you know right right exactly so for all the um, people who are watching this or listen to to this and who don't know who arthur is arthur is the CEO of Somnium Space, which is, um, yeah, what is it? <laughs> it's, yeah, no, no, no. It's a metaverse. No, it's a social VR platform where in VR you can meet other people, you can build your own world, and you can do lots of things, right? You can even watch this show probably on a, on on the virtual tablet Easily. if you wanted to. Yep. And and yeah, you can even you can even. Um, record whole movies like like we did with the german television where we recorded like a oh whole tv show in it oh we could talk about that too that was that was amazing uh, there was there was truly special there you can have special. presidential candidates having their live press conference for the whole country uh from vr that's uh right. that happened as well in somnium so you can do a lot of things in somnium to be honest um exactly but, yeah and and also you are working on your first hardware on your first VR headset, the Somnium VR One. Show it into the camera, please. <laughs> okay, okay, wait. Blur. I put the star. I put the Starbucks on the on the right. They're not sponsors, okay? I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, uh, this and... this is this is this is on the latest design. Um, in the on our blog post, you can see you can see the the later one. This is the previous um, iteration, Looks but great. it's very close to what it will be. Um, so you have the anchor points on the top um, and on the bottom um, and on the sides and stuff. So yeah, there's a lot of a lot of things happening um, happening here. Okay, so in the beginning of the show, we always ask um, the people who are on the show, yeah, what are you currently working on? Like, how does your normal work week look like? So 
So, Arthur, how was your last week? What are you busy with? I know that you're never bored, right? You're working on so many things at the same time. So, but how does the normal workday um, look like of somebody who is working on a social <coughs> VR platform, a metaverse, um, uh, hardware? Metaverse. <laughs> who's also working on a VR headset? And who's also like having some other side project? Like I know you're also working on a on a blockchain based Twitter, yeah, because you're so bored in any ways, right? Authenticity. It's so hard to say this. Authenticity. Okay. Authenticity. Oh my God. I'm German. It's very complicated. Authenticity. Yeah, yeah. So I think, look, for me, we have every day starts with getting kids to school. Very important. Okay. And then, and then I come to the office and uh, I, I do some uh, conf calls with the with with the teams. Uh, and then we have we have in the afternoon we have a daily catch up with the, uh, with our teams who are working on the on the social platform. Depending on the day of the week, I also uh, go to uh, go to the VR engineers' offices where we have um, a broad team meetings about the headsets. I do meet up with our industrial designer. Um, uh, and with you know several several different teams uh, uh, regarding the headset. Um, I mean, if I would say, if I would divide my time between between the uh, the uh, the things I do, I would say it's right now it's sixty percent hardware. Oh, really? Maybe wow. like fifty-five percent a headset because right now it's a very intense moment for us for the VR one. We are getting to the production. Some parts of the headset are entering the production. Um, so it's like sixty-sixty-five percent uh, is hardware. Um, like thirty percent is uh, platform, like Somnium Space uh, software platform itself. Because we're also anticipating a big update on the platform, and we'll be releasing some blog posts on that next week. And then five uh, percent is authenticity. Um, okay. and that's pretty much that's pretty much uh, it. We have a great team of authenticity. I'm just giving the directions and they're executing. But um, yeah, most of the time is somnus space, and right now it's hardware. All right, incredible. So um, yeah, how how can I imagine was it like to design a VR headset? <laughs> you know, like like um, how did you start? Like. Um, um, Just tell me a, a bit more about the process. I know at one point you told me, Sebastian, I am going to make a VR headset. <laughs> And I was like, okay, <laughs> cool. I'm looking forward to it. But um, tell me, um, yeah, like um, how did you start? Like, like how did, uh, what kind of team did you need to form? And, and just, just, tell, just tell us in, in like two minutes about the process of the very beginning until like a prototype of the headset now um, lying next to you on the, on the, on the desktop. Yeah, so it's the idea of making a headset was right was was uh, quite a long time ago already, um, and um, it came not out of the blue. I mean, it came because I kind of saw that the market is being first of all, it's getting closed more and more. So the big companies are trying to make their own ecosystems more closed, uh, and we have just a couple of those companies out there. Um, and I also saw that there there is a um, You know, we can offer something interesting and new on the market, which nobody else offers, because we kind of go into this enthusiast uh, part, and we can afford to do decisions which mainstream companies cannot just do because of different reasons. Some are financials, and some are uh, some are strategic. Um, and 
you know, once I knew that I want to make a, 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 you know, an open source headset and it's as open headset as possible, um, we, because I knew no VR engineers guys for a long time, we, uh, we have invested into them. So that was one of the reasons why we invested into them, apart from them being an amazing company doing amazing stuff. Um, and once we once we invested, we kind of you know I've talked to uh, I've talked to Mark, the CEO of the uh, engineers, and our visions are very much aligned uh, in many many things, in majority of things, and um, and that's how uh, that's how we started to work on that. Um, and then you need you know you need to have a team. You need to have a team of industrial designers, um, of electrical engineers, of optical engineers, of software engineers. And there's so much things which go into developing actually a headset. Um, you know, some of them, like many of them, I anticipated because I worked in hardware a little bit before. Um, but some I didn't know. Um, but it's good because just you know we just went all in and started working on it. Um, and then you know once you start working on it, there's there was no question, not a single moment in time where we said where I would say uh, okay we, let's cancel or something. Never. Uh, I knew it will happen. Um, I knew that I will be pushing as much as possible until the headset is out there. And I can't believe that, you know, we're at 2023 already and the headset is coming out this year. So, um, okay. what a ride and still <clears throat> a lot of, a lot of hard month ahead of us because entering production is always a super complicated and intense moment. Of um, course. but because we're producing it here in Czech Republic, it makes it a little bit easier um because i can visit the factory i can go there i can talk to people i can actually see people who will be actually assembling the headset that is talk so about crazy. the process change the process and stuff like that so that's great but also makes you know our life and my life not easy because it's a lot of work right right that, that is so noteworthy in my opinion that the whole headset is completely produced in europe Right, so so it's yeah, the first consumer headset I think, yeah. which produced fully in Europe. Yeah, when when you told me that, I was mm. shocked actually, because well, it, it is just um, so normal to have everything being produced in in China, right? For for all the obvious reasons, right? Like like uh, manpower is not so expensive, all the knowledge is there already for for uh, yeah, producing this kind of stuff. So what about yeah, Lynx? is Lynx also produced in China? No, in Taiwan. I, 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 I don't, yeah, exactly. Thing. I don't know whether I'm <laughs> allowed to tell, thing. but um, Lynx is Lynx is developed and designed in France, uh, but it's being produced in Taiwan, um, wow. and they're working with a great company there. <clears throat> we are on, on the other side. We are produced, designed, developed, and uh, you know, manufactured uh, in Europe. So everything is happening actually this in the Republic. This is truly, truly noteworthy and very exciting. Yeah, we, we'll talk more. We'll talk much more about the your headset later in the show. Now let's talk about Tatiana. So, how was your? Uh, how was you? How were your last weeks? What have you been up to? I've been trying to survive. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's good already. Good. There's been so much happening in the field, and you know, my life is getting busier and busier, like day by day. And uh, while I'll still. Normally, you know, if it was a quiet time in the VR industry, I probably would have taken a break, you know, earlier. So I would start kind of relaxing um, a little bit sooner than I will um, this time around. But it's just, it's like they do it on purpose, you know, <laughs> like the Quest 3 announcement, the Apple Vision Pro, all these gaming showcases from PlayStation, from Meta. It just, I can't catch a break. But PlayStation so I've been sucked. so. 
Well, yes, but I didn't know that. I yeah, had to cover it. So yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, <laughs> I had to good. Make time. Yeah. Yeah, right. I had to make time for it. And then the Meta one was pretty great, at least in my opinion. So yeah, it was good. Uh, I've been really, really busy, like probably way busier than I should have been in 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 my condition. But uh, I think that after this Apple announcement, you know, I'm ready to start taking it slower. Um, still yeah, like you have quite time until january here. until it comes out <laughs> <laughs> i'll be back before that yeah okay, but good. yeah basically i was just really busy on my channel just you know trying to keep up with everything that's been going on on top of my my work and everything i'm still working at sidequest there's some exciting stuff happens there too and just like wrapping up a few things before i um start this new chapter so yeah it's it's been a really busy time, and I know that it has been quite busy for other people who, who uh, attended that conference in California, like like yourself. So yeah. I'm like, I can't even imagine. <laughs> there just there were even more things to do for me that I just wasn't physically able to. So it's just such right. a crazy, crazy time uh, for the industry right now, and um, it just so happens that. <laughs> to i hope to be on top of it but yeah it's been exciting i uh i'm we, we certainly will we'll talk about a lot of those things in this episode great yeah okay thanks it's so good to see you on the show exactly yeah yeah and tell us Perfect. about tell us about you there's yeah so, i haven't spoken to you in a while i want to know what you've been busy with oh wow I, yeah i was in california <laughs> i was in california yeah to check out the AWE, not only to check out. So MRTV is the official YouTube media partner of AWE. So congrats. we're the official, thanks. We're the official channel to yeah. cover, to, co to cover AWE. And that is what we were doing. And the first time that um, I was there, not alone, but with my team member, Marco, greetings go out to Marco, he's an amazing guy. And we've been there and we tried to cover as much as we could, right? So we've made like 30 videos or so. <laughs> about the show i watched we were... all of them and yeah. all of them <laughs> okay perfect oh. yeah it's uh it's crazy we've we've been just making video after video and we could have done 30 more if the time allowed there was so much good stuff it was such a good awe so in my opinion not just because mrtv is the official media partner of awe in my opinion this is the best show of our industry truly you truly meet all the people that you want to meet uh, fantastic people our community right like alex alex is here in the chat and skiva and uh, eric and oh, so many uh, so many amazing people are there you meet all the fantastic people who are building stuff who are working on stuff then you have amazing speakers ah uh, like um yes <laughs> the CEOs of all these companies like Xreal and so on. And yeah, it, it's good. It's really, really good. You see the latest technology and uh, you know I love hardware, right? So it's always fantastic to see the latest lens systems like Hypervision, right? Like Artur, like you, they are your partners. You invested in them into them yeah so yeah, Hypervision was fantastic. And so other lenses, other great stuff. Absolutely loved it. Absolutely love these events, even though they are like, it's like super exhausting. It's like one of the most exhausting things that you can do is go on this kind of event. And it's even more exhausting if you have to cover it all. <laughs> yeah, in the yeah. best way. But but um, like the goal of MRTV is to make people feel as if they were there. 
You know, we we just go to the show floor and we we talk to the people. We try to show it off as as good as we can. And when when stereoscopic VR videos, Sebastian, come on. What for the subscribers for Patreons or someone stereoscopic VR videos from the ah, shows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to I do can't that. wait. Yeah, I'm probably have to run around these shows with a Vision Pro next time with a 3D camera. <laughs> Right. Yeah. 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 Anyway. So. So. So that's uh, what we did, and um, I'm very happy about uh, our output. I believe we did a good job. So that was good. And then, <laughs> and then we did a crazy thing. So the show was over, and we had like 24 hours, like a whole day, or a, a bit more. Like probably we had like uh, 30 hours before our flight back to Germany was. Like like me and Marco. What did we do? We rented a Tesla, and we <laughs> and we drove all the way from San Francisco to Las Vegas. Uh, not to Las Vegas. No, no, no. To, to Los Angeles. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you drove to, drove to Las Tesla. Vegas, you will never be back in Germany. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. I will get stuck there. Yeah. So yeah. it was the first time for me to drive a Tesla. I was super excited about it. And then we were driving um, at the at the coast at 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 the the west coast. Right, um, so it was super beautiful, the most beautiful um, scenery that you can imagine, and uh, yeah, we, we enjoyed it. We had the typical road trip. It was That's beautiful. Amazing. It was so incredibly beautiful, but it was crazy because, like, um, after half of the half of the ride, the suddenly the highway one was closed, and we had to go all the way back and take another one. So from Los, from San Francisco to Los Angeles, it took us 15 hours. <laughs> you picked the, probably the worst car oh, for wow. long trips. Yeah, yeah, though, exactly. Because Teslas are amazing. I actually got one recently, uh, but they're not good for long trips. Yeah, it was okay. It, it worked. It actually, it worked really well Cheap. with, with oh. those um, superchargers. Mm -hmm. But it was always like it, it calculated like very um, not conservative. Like it was... Like with the last percent, we arrived there at the supercharger and like, ah, oh my God, <laughs> God, thanks. Yeah. You're very risky. You would be <laughs> yeah. stuck there. And so, so then we arrived at Los Angeles at 3 a.m. in the night and we had like a super expensive Airbnb because we wanted to have the perfect view over Los Angeles. The one that, you know, from La La Land, from this, from these movies, right? And we had it, but we only had it for 15 minutes. Then we slept for three hours and then, <laughs> and then we drove eight hours back and catched our flight to Germany. Yeah. So it was crazy, but we loved it. Yeah. And now I'm back. <laughs> that was my week. Wow. Yeah, exciting Not bad. Stuff. Hard stuff. to beat, to be honest. That was Hard just one beat. week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What? Yeah, that, that was felt crazy. like you spent a month there. <clears throat> yeah, so yeah, right. Before uh, we were in San Francisco for two nights uh, and checked out like um, Alcatraz, the prison, and the Golden Gate. Yeah, we did lots of things in one week. It was very compressed, very intense. So yeah, loved it. Wow. Loved to be in the states. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, right. Yeah, that was what I was doing. It was pretty good. All right. So now we've talked about our lives, and now let's get to business here. Let's talk about, of course, this year. Finally, oh, finally, it happened. <laughs> we were all thinking about, we were all talking about this device for years. We were thinking what it would be like. We were hoping that they would show it. And now, finally, it has happened. One more thing. And <laughs> when, when uh, Tim Cook gave his speech at... WWDC, um, or how's it called? WWDC. Yeah, WWDC. Yeah. DC. Yeah, right. When he gave his speech and when he when he said this, when he said like, and you know what, we had we had a great show, but now 
there's one more thing. You could really see in his face, in my opinion, like how excited he was about it. Like yeah. how you could see, wow, this is history in the making right now. He was like, he was waiting for this moment. His whole <laughs> tenure, his whole tenure at Apple, in my opinion. This is mm -hmm. his moment. You know, he was always like, okay, the guy who's now in the, in the, in the big um, shoe steps of, of Jobs, right? Of Steve Jobs. Right, Steve Jobs obviously had his big one more thing moment with with the iPhone and so on and so forth. But now it was what Tim Cook has been working towards all his tenure at Apple, and you could tell in his facial expressions how important that was for him. Would you agree with that? <laughs> before before we get to the headset, right? <laughs> that that one more thing that uh, seemed like an uh, kind of like okay after show lasted for fifty <laughs> <Yeah>. minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. The one more thing. He was yeah, really crying. It was it was crazy. Right? Yeah, certainly. I mean, it was like an iPhone moment or like I don't know a Macintosh yeah. moment, just something. It was. I, I, I was I getting mean, worried because we, we had a party, um, viewing party in the office, and. Um, <laughs> and, and 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 then and then we we're like it's you know two hours and then we learned all about the hiking features in Apple Watch even though it's already yeah. there for a long time and then and then and we're stickers like, what, what, don't it's forget a about great two stickers. hours it cannot last for two and a half right it's too long and then I was getting nervous like are they going to do it but yes they should probably yeah they must right? uh, and, then when, yeah. when Tim, and I agree Tim Cook like you can feel that he said like one more thing it, it, it I think it, it he, he meant like it was a special moment for him uh, even though it yeah, was pre-recorded but he still wanted to make sure that it feels like he felt special I'm pretty sure he felt very special uh yeah. saying this Right. I, I knew it was going to happen. I mean, they were kind of teasing it as the greatest uh, WWBC. Like, no, 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 of course, of course. But I was going to get, you know, like in the back of your mind, you know, something might have happened in the last moment or something. And, yeah. you know, and I was like, it's like, what? It's two hours already. Two hours, yeah, 10 minutes. It's, yeah. it's where, the where, is it? where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Oh, it's my the goodness. longest it was, one yet. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. Yeah. So I wanted to live stream it. You know, I was fresh out of the plane, completely crazy because of the crazy week. And I wanted to live stream it, and then uh, okay, bah! But the whole stream got shut down. Like every, every YouTuber who tried to stream it, they shut it down. And uh, I thought, like, oh, it's so sad, right? Because like we are the ones who would make the best um, advertisement, or who who would like tell the world more about this. But yeah, they didn't want it. Anyway, maybe they wanted everyone to watch their stream. Yeah, then. of course, of they course. They didn't want. All right, but it, those who make regular videos about Apple products say that it's pretty common. Yeah, yeah, that's Apple what I also heard. So strict exactly. About when when, when Meta released uh, Quest, we were streaming it live. We actually were watching it live in Somnium, um, but streaming it out onto our YouTube channel, and we got strike. Oh, directly. got strike even, and they oh, didn't no. take it back. I don't think they take it. They take oh, it back. That's so, bad. Yeah. That's really bad. Yeah, oh. yeah. I didn't get a strike. I only got a warning because my channel was clean before. So yeah, but anyways, I still told them, hey guys. That shouldn't be like this. I shouldn't even get a warning, in my opinion. It's okay that I cannot show it, but warning, yeah. Anyways, anyways, let's talk about. Let's start to talk about the device. Let's start to talk about the Vision Pro. I'm sure that the 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 listeners of this podcast and everyone knows already, right? So I'm not going to go into detail now. When I summarize it, we will talk about all the parts now during the show. What I need oh to tell God. you, yes, this is the Vision Pro. It's going to cost $3,500. It's going to come out in the US first and to other countries later. It is, um, 
not a VR headset. It is, but he ne they never said it. It's a VR headset. Actually, they did talk about augmented reality. And uh, what they talked about is spatial computing. So this is the first device that basically um, shows off Apple's vision for our computing future. That's how they envision us to use computers in the future. Not anymore with a phone, not anymore with a tablet, and even not anymore with a MacBook. In the future, this year, this headset is should be the first step for us to replace all these devices, and we would we should only wear the Vision Pro. Probably not in 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 not in this iteration, but in the that that's the vision in the future. That's what I got from this from this um, yeah from from that show. And we, mm -hmm. I want your opinion as well for that. Um, but, but let me first talk a bit more about uh, the headset so that people who have never heard about it will understand what's going on. So why augmented reality? Well, the headset has um, lots of um, sensors. And with these sensors, it is it is like um, finding out about your, your environment, your reality. And... Uh, even though this is a VR headset, what it's doing, it's, it's going to pass through the reality that the camera see into virtual reality. So you can see your reality. That's called pass-through. That's something that other headsets also have. Like even the Quest 2 has it in black and white. Then we have the, the, the Quest Pro, which has that in color, but not really beautiful, honestly speaking. And also other headsets have this kind of functionality, Pico 4, yeah, and other headsets as well, right? But here for the Vision Pro, it is supposed to be extremely fantastic. There's that pass-through. And well, then when you see your reality, you can put virtual things into your reality. Uh, what they showed very often were like virtual screens where you can watch movies, uh, virtual screens where you can play your 2D games, right? And virtual screens where you can actually work where you could um, have your virtual screen from your Mac playing, but also you can also have completely virtual um, experiences, not only 2D. You can also just have normal virtual reality with those environments. And on top of the headset, there is a digital crown that you can, uh, where you can change how much of your reality you want to see and how much should be virtual. So in my opinion, that is a pretty interesting thought. Yeah, three thousand five hundred dollars. Um, yeah, and um, yeah, we're supposed to um, to replace our our screens, right? Our or monitors, two. or to or to um, complement, or to complement, or to complement them. Right? Exactly, exactly. Because because it's still Apple's ecosystem. So of whatever whatever products you have, which is how. What a good timing for you, Sebastian, to have bought your first ever Mac. Um, oh yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I'm I'm happy about this, and I, I, you know what? I will because of this device. I will also buy the next iPhone. We will talk about this more. Yeah. So mm -hmm. they want us to replace. They want us to use this um, for apps to replace our desktop um, monitors with this, so we can use apps like with their own app store and also some iPad apps. This is like one use case. Then another use case they talked about is entertainment. So it's the ultimate theater, right? So you can uh, make up this huge um, screen in front of you and watch movies. This is another use case. Then also, um, yeah, you can uh, watch photos and videos and you can make videos and photos with a 3D camera. So Apple said this is their first 3D camera ever. And I'm pretty sure 
that is also that it's um, not going to be the last. I'm pretty sure on the next iPhone there will be a 3D camera, but let's talk about this in a moment as well. And mm -hmm. here, interestingly, um, connection. It's about how you would interact with your friends, how how you would call them, right? In in um, video calls now with with tiles which are life size and which are spatially in your room. Very interesting. That's another use case. So we're going to talk about all these use cases and what you think about them. But before we do that, first of all, I simply want to get an overall impression. How did you feel after you watched the keynote, Tatiana? Mm -hmm. What were your thoughts? Like, how, how did you feel? Uh, okay, I, I felt very overwhelmed, I think. I mean, in a way, there were many things that I expected but at the same time, you know, when you're when you're expecting something for so long and it finally happens, um, I think you you can't believe it. Like the first the first couple of, of seconds, right? So my first impression was, wow! Like I was I was really wowed by this headset. But I think it was because Apple is good at like creating this wow factor, mm -hmm. and I haven't had enough time to just process everything they're saying. The way they tough, presented yeah. it. The way they presented it was very, very, very impressive. Like they're really good at making this eye candy looking presentation. So everything they said was like, oh, this is cool. This is great. This is amazing. Um, but I'm like, I was I was making notes and then I was thinking, okay, I will <laughs> Me need too. to I, I will need to take oh, it can yes. do that as well. Yes. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know how you were going to live stream it. I'm like, yeah, there's no way I'm gonna live stream it. I'm gonna oh, be taking notes because if people would have seen me when that happened live, <laughs> there was the best show for for sure. <laughs> for me, it was the other way. I'm actually I can be quite boring when I'm watching something that I'm very interested in because uh -huh, I'm like uh -huh. I, my face like doesn't change. I, you know, I was I was just looking at it, absorbing it all. <laughs> I saw some of your live streams. I know you're yeah. you're very expressive. I'm pretty <laughs> yes. expressive too, but I know I wasn't streaming, so I was hundred percent focused on like okay. just absorbing it all. So um, I guess my first impressions were, you know, the well fact well factor really got me, but. I tweeted right after that saying that this is too much. I need to process this. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna say very little until I pull my thoughts and I actually have the time, <laughs> like the cold head, to analyze everything. Uh, and then I put up a video yesterday about it. But okay, cool. uh, yeah, watch I, it I'll, I'll be happy to share to share okay, more perfect, detailed thoughts. Perfect. So before we get into uh, more depth of this, uh, I just wanted to ask you, Tatiana. So your expectations before before that happened, you must have had some expectations yep. for the for the Apple headset. Were those expectations met? Or were they yes. overpassed? Or tell us about your thing. I think they were, it, it's exactly the, the, the headset, like the use case for this headset is pretty much exactly what I thought it would be. It's not a gaming headset. Yeah. And they focused on a still a quite of a narrow um, uh, set of functionalities that would okay. take advantage of their Apple's ecosystem and make right. it an important, maybe even an integral part of that ecosystem because this headset is pretty much it, it becomes the in the you know the center uh the central device that connects all other devices i think the only one they haven't noticed they haven't mentioned is apple watch but they mentioned literally all they other will also bring this have. into it for sure for some sure, feedback or whatever yeah. it's going to be good but i need but to they... buy this as well now <laughs> <laughs> it's it's pretty good but yeah so they they focused on those 
you know, those use cases that were surrounding productivity and some kind of entertainment, they weren't trying to to dive too deep into the areas that were they are not known for being, you know, masters of, like gaming, for example. Everybody right. knows that Apple is not really a platform for gaming, and they spoke very little about it. But then at the same time, their ecosystem, their UX, UI, those are their strong suits, and they were like killing yeah. it. They were killing it with everything that, starting with you know like those little um, um, like icons and responsiveness that they were describing, ending with um, FaceTiming and using neural neural network to create avatars. Like some of the things really surprised me. Um, so yeah, I really liked how they focused, stayed focused on those, those kind of the strongest things that Apple is known for, and they kept capitalizing on those. And I think that's what created the wow factor for everyone else. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh wow, that's going to be very exciting. Okay, Artur, I want to hear your thoughts. So, how did you feel after? Or during and after watching the presentation? Um, so I felt really excited that day um, in general, and like upcoming days, but that day I, can't, I was not able to wait until, uh, first of all, we had great pizzas and stuff and great parties. So that's, that's one thing. <laughs> that is good. Uh, it goes together very well. Yeah, yeah of course, of course. Um, and then I had quite high expectations. I wrote a blog post uh two or three weeks before the announcement after we tried the nubia pad and we had a 3d call i had a little bit of epiphany of how i think apple could kind of shape the headset and how it could revolutionize so what could be the killer feature and i had pretty high expectations about the headset and i can say they they quite shattered them like in a good way they overcome the expectations which rarely happens to me especially if we talk about vr you know like it's hard to you know you can have some imagination but the way they shattered it was not in a way that they kind of brought some uh, wow features and hyped it up. Um, they did it in a such professional way by showing the hardware uh, synthesis with the software where they convinced me. And I think that's the most important part. They convinced me and they convinced many professionals in the industry because many of them tried the headset on, you know, uh, in WWDC. And that's amazing to me. I was not expecting that. So that's where the big surprise came. Obviously, I had all those overwhelming feelings of um, not Finally. believing that that's happening. And, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a huge day. It's a huge day for the whole industry. And us being part of that industry, you know, made us, you know, suddenly we probably won't be those geeks who are doing something which nobody talks about and nobody ever knows about. But, you know, within the next five years, it will become more mainstream. So that was a really special moment, um, and I was happy to see that uh, that they're bringing a lot of a lot of tech which we all knew before, but in a much more polished way. To me, I think we can. I think we are going to be discussing uh, each use case separately, right? Yeah, we but will. We will. Yes. There, there are some use cases which stand out to me, uh, and they're important to me. Uh, but overall, I mean, I'm still hyped, and I cannot believe it's already. It's just one week. I I feel like it's already one year after they released the headset. And it was just one week, not even one week. Yeah. So yeah, pretty exciting times, uh, pretty exciting times. Super, super nice. I wanted to add to that, the, the, what you said, you know, they they are doing some things that maybe have already been done before, but they are going to be doing them in a completely different way, in a better way. And yeah. I think that 
is what a lot of people in this industry don't completely comprehend yeah. because there are many things that uh, Vision Pro can do that Quest 2 can do. Like you can pull up a web browser, you can watch movies on the big screen, you can open your emails, but will you actually do that? Like, do you actually do, does anybody do that? I don't, and I never will. I will yeah. never be using my Quest 2 or even Quest Pro probably for any of the work reasons because it's just not convenient. Right. And and I'm the not pass, talking about the pass the was also not good enough if you really want to see the, something. Yes. Yeah. Right. So it's not even about the comfort of using the headset itself, which is a completely different conversation on its own. I'm just talking about convenience. Yeah. Right. And uh, all these headsets, all these standalone headsets, they work on Android architecture. So they all have the same limitations of building this. And chipsets. And chipsets. Same, chip same chips. You, how can you even compare it to a Impossible. company that has Impossible. their own hardware yeah, exactly. and their own software? Or everything is seamlessly integrated and it just becomes easy and you want to use it. And I think that is going to make the biggest difference it's going to do the same things that we already familiar with they are not inventing yeah for us for us vr enthusiasts we know but, that you could watch movies yeah. and play on a big big um, screen but the general public they didn't know they didn't they did never had any contact with yeah. them right? hundreds so of millions of people woke up and they realized there is some ar spatial computing something yeah. you can see in the screen which some, i cannot see in real life nobody like Majority didn't know. The, the 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 majority had no idea about it. Yeah, and there was right. there was also what I was hoping, what what Apple can achieve that they can bring this to the mainstream and they will. So let me also share with you uh, my my thoughts when I was watching that. So I had very high hopes for the show. I I simply hoped exactly this that they would bring it to the mainstream. That would make that that they would make it cool to wear a headset and that they would show the world about this technology. And uh, boy, <laughs> did they do that. I also thought that this would perfectly integrate into, into their ecosystem and that probably this would be about virtual screens, right? That, that perfectly you can um, see your MacBook screen on this thing and so on and so on and so forth. And then I watched the thing and uh, unfortunately, I couldn't live stream it because you would you would enjoy seeing me reacting to this first. You know, I should have just recorded myself. I really, I absolutely think they nailed it. They so nailed every single point. I was watching it and I thought like, yes, how, how amazing, how great is that? You know, that you only have to look at your MacBook and the thing will appear, the virtual screen. It, it's perfectly integrated in ways that I even didn't imagine they would do it. It is great. And they came up with some extra stuff that simply blew me away. And we will talk about it more. Like, yeah. I, But I, let, let me tell you which part I, where I thought, okay, are you kidding me? The part where they introduced their own avatar system, the persona. Yes, yes. Right? Yeah. Where they, yeah. okay, the, the guy simply scanning his face with, the device and boom he is a persona that really good avatar. I thought we were avatar. years away from that. Yeah, I because, thought we exactly. were years away because exactly. I saw this existing. Meta, Meta showed Meta. this as some kind yeah. of research thing that they will sometime come to us, right? And now we all have to live with that stupid um, um, <laughs> uh, here uh, comic book avatars. No, for Apple, it is already a product that you can buy next year. And the great thing is I am not an Apple fanboy. 
Same here. Same here. Will be. I'm using using an Android phone. I'm using PC. And actually, I use a MacBook MacBook Air now. (laughs) Since a while, and I love it. Right. But but I was I was never. I'm I'm not this typical Apple fanboy who is going. Because you don't live in the US. You guys don't live in the US. It's very hard. But it's very hard not to be a fanboy when you know when you're in here. (laughs) Yeah. Right. But in Germany, we also have lots of Apple fanboys for sure. No worries. We we are on. We are really very similar. Right. Also, they're also all over the world. Try, right? They're all over the world. All over the world they are, and I get, I get them now. I, I get them. Life is too short not to use an Apple product for some things. <laughs> no, wow. I have to, wow, you I have put to, it on I have to say, like, one year ago, I'm, one year ago, I made a decision. I'm, I'm a hardcore Android fanboy. You know, like not a fanboy, but I'm an Android yeah. user. I've yeah. used Samsung Galaxy Notes phones since the release in 2010. Every single node i had and i still have the fold phone you know with the foldable screen amazing device by the way yeah but one year ago in anticipation of this moment i i I said to myself look i think i need to get into the apple ecosystem again back Mm -hmm. i didn't own any of the products but i bought myself an iphone macbook um and airpods pro and i started to force myself to use it like i still use like one time per week uh for some tasks like notes and like, like you know some things uh but you know i'm happy that i did it because i'm kind of i understand the ecosystem better there are some things which are great but there are some things which android does better yeah, yeah i have for both sure. for sure uh, but now of course i'll be moving towards the um the uh, ios and, and apple ecosystem more because the device is so great i mean the right. uh, the, the vision pro yeah right Ex- exactly so so that's going to be exciting so what i also loved about this keynote is they absolutely showed us their vision for that next computing platform. You know, that is truly what they believe is going to be how we are using computers in the future. And uh, what is like the stark difference as compared to like uh, Mark Zuckerberg's keynote with the metaverse like two years ago, there was some batshit crazy stuff, which is like probably uh, 50 years away, where we all live in, in the metaverse and do everything in the metaverse, right? This was much more practical. This showed us, okay, you know, like um, you can work you, real. You can work on several screens. Makes sense, right? It's something that you, that actual people really are going to do Good next point. year. Next year. It is like very close, right? Good point, yeah. You can, you can um, speak with your friends like uh, spatially like this and even when you wear the thing you have this perfect avatar right and you you have this uh, huge um, screen where you can watch your movies like real things that real people will do and that real people can relate to even though they are not vr enthusiasts so i believe lots of people who have never heard of about vr before or who have seen some funny people wear it and play games beat saber stuff they now think hey I could also use it, even though I don't want to play Beat Saber. I can use it for watching movies on a huge screen. It looks cool. I can use it to to um, to work on my desktop with three screens. I want to try yeah. that. It is it is way more relatable than all oh, the metaverse. Would when you agree with were, that? Actually, that's a good point because now that I think about it, when there was that big metaverse presentation, it kind of felt like they were shoving the metaverse in our faces. Exactly. Like they're really, and we couldn't really they were. imposing yeah. it, but everything was so new and they, they were at the disadvantage because they didn't already have that ecosystem in place that Apple has. And yes, Apple right. has the advantage of already have this big, base of fanboys that already know how well it works so all they have to do is just say we can make it better by simply 
you know, putting you in there. And they didn't overwhelm and scare people with v fully with those VR exactly. experiences. It's just normal stuff. Some cyber sickness too, right? I right. think that they really, if they're smart, and I, I, I think they're really smart, they prioritize comfort. Because that's what I was talking about earlier. Nobody will be using it for work if, if they if if they don't want to, if it's not comfortable. So, right. um, comfort, uh, just being in that space, um, is the is paramount. And uh, I think that meant sacrificing fully immersive VR gaming for now. Maybe that's why they didn't even use the word VR because VR has this connotation of sickness and oh oh i tried vr yeah, seven it, years ago it, it was exactly. terrible yeah and that, they didn't even that's use a great it. point that's a great point they're not making a vr headset uh, it is a vr headset but you know what it is i can show you on the website it's the beginning of the era of spatial computing you know it this is the beginning of the era of spatial computing and you know what i truly truly believe they are nailing it with this. They're going to nail it. And that, that is truly the beginning of that era. So what we've been doing until now, yes, we've used VR headset. I, I did it. <laughs> I have quite some VR really? headsets. I have quite some VR headsets. Tell me how does it feel. It's crazy. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> you know? Did you try the roller coaster? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the roller coaster. Oh, yeah, man. And, I'm and so obviously, obviously, we love it, right? We, we, know, we know the use cases. We, we were gaming and... And some of us are in VR worlds, like Arthur sometimes, right? But it's 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 not really. Um, it, it's we've been using it for some some things for 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 certain special things, but we didn't really see. Probably we did, but uh, there was no overarching concept where we would see that as the next era of spatial computing. So th this is what what Apple is giving us here. And uh, the question or, or the, the topic of, of this um, today's podcast is, is this the iPhone moment for XR? And I want to know your opinion about it. Um, but you know what? Let me tell you mine <laughs> here. Honestly, I truly believe, yes, this is the iPhone moment for this industry. Because um, like the iPhone, what was so special about it? It was truly, um, it felt like, they are they are bringing us into this area of uh, mobile computing right with 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 mobile phones there were other smartphones before just like there are vr headsets there before but um yeah um it it, it couldn't really still not re reach the mass market with these others and then the iphone was there and wow suddenly very soon everyone had a smartphone right uh, many people had an iphone and then many people also later had other phones, right? And, and then Google did a great job of uh, catching up to it. But first, there was the iPhone, right? And I truly believe it's going to be similar here as well, even though I haven't tried it yet. Obviously, we, we all have to see how good it really is, right? We don't know that yet. I can just assume because... Uh, I mean, we know a little bit. We know we because know, people we, tried you're it. You're right. You're right. People, people tried it. I was so happy that Ben was there from Road to VR. Yeah, like, I can relate to his uh, to his um, reviews, right? Because I, yeah, when I whenever he reviews a headset, I think yes, that's exactly what I also think. So, him saying this is great, this is the best that he's ever seen, other than gaming. Okay, this is pretty amazing, right? 
pretty yeah. much everyone that everyone I've seen, was pretty yeah, um, yeah. I, I was very impressed by by such an overwhelming positive feedback unless yeah. everybody was just starstruck and couldn't think straight no i don't uh, think so i think they meant it i think they meant it yeah um, exactly but i also think that it's 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 way more than just a release of a it. new product like an ordinary product launch it's like you know, it's such a leap, like it's a completely transformative leap into, you know, uh, something that will possibly reshape the fabric of the way we think about XR starting now. Yeah. So it, I do think that we are living through a historic moment because that's the first launch of a brand new line of product from Apple that we've seen in decades decades yeah decades. Yeah. and so, and, I, and really uh, like um apple is the only company who can bring it all together because they own all the hardware right where they can do that that suddenly or you can use yeah you can watch it use it to watch uh, mac uh, to your, your mac screen and so on yeah i, I would I go they're once, the only ones that can do it yeah i, I would they're go one step further i would i would not even say that this was just um the uh the iphone moment for vr industry I would say actually it's the beginning of much bigger leap in how humanity operates because it's not only going to be um, relating to us working on PC screens and sitting at home and stuff. What Apple didn't talk about, and I think they def definitely mean to have this use case, is using those headsets outside as well or some future iterations of those headsets. Yes. Yes, First exactly. of all, I'm 100% certain that this headset, which they introduced today, um, will perfectly work outside and perfectly track itself outside. Like Lynx R1 tracks itself outside super well, and it has much less computational power um, than Apple has and much less sensors on board. So, so using this headset outside will be a blast. There's a lot of AR kit apps which are already available today. And I think, I think that's another big use case. And that's what I'm saying. Like I think humanity is moving towards that spatial existence like spatial computing existence and this is the first step towards that so yeah it's it's a huge moment it's a huge moment for not just for the vr fans and us vr enthusiasts it's a huge moment for the way how we operate with with machines in general um so yeah that's i see someone said that uh, my microphone yeah, um, i just wanted to say like i i do hear myself double okay so i'll just reload because um i i think this microphone is not picking up so i'll i'll try to i'll try to reload and i'll be back okay. in a sec okay yep you'll mm -hmm. be back <laughs> i'll be back yeah. <laughs> yeah okay so so all of us all of us feel like this was a very special moment <laughs> which is Definitely. pretty which is pretty noteworthy and uh, they are in my opinion they are truly the only company who can pull this off because they do have this this ecosystem of computing hardware that they can perfectly um, incorporate in this new headset yeah it's kind of a shame to see um so many opinions out there especially from people who have some experience with vr just completely bashing it because really? it's not who, a gaming who... headset well ah, because okay. it's not a vr a gaming headset and okay. all they see is vr goggles that can project a screen in front of you okay so when you simplify it like that it's just it erases all of these fine-tuned details that we're talking about yeah. <clears throat> talking about a three thirty five hundred dollar goggles that all they can do is project screens in front of you. It's oh, no. such obviously, a, a simplistic way of that looking is, at That it. is obviously exactly too simplistic. And um, yeah. Yeah, anyways, but you know what? I think it's great that it's not made for gaming, 
right? Because there are other headsets they, that are made for gaming. And okay, where are we with VR? Not really further. We need to reach the other people, all the others whose main use case is not gaming. And that's what I think is so great about this headset. Also, mm -hmm. other people who are not about gaming, who are not about Beat Saber, they will feel like, hey, probably I should try it. Did you see that uh, that cool keynote where they have this huge um, virtual screens to watch something? Yeah, it's so cool that exactly this is not appealing to gamers. We have amazing gaming headsets. And don't get me wrong, I'm super looking forward to the Quest 3. I believe it's going to be a freaking amazing headset that I will love for gaming and probably even for some mixed reality, right? So I think we're in a beautiful position. We have Apple. They're going to get the mainstream people who are not about gaming. We have Meta, which who are focusing more on gaming now. We have I, the, the it, it, Somnium VR1. But honestly, <laughs> I think that this presentation was great news from Meta. Like, I think it was amazing for Meta, even though people think that, you know, oh, they're unhappy. I think for, especially for the Quest 3, this was just a yeah. jackpot because there are thousands and thousands and thousands of people who will never be able to afford um, uh, a Vision Pro. Right. But this uh, Apple's event had a reach that Meta probably has never had such a reach that uh, you know this with this one presentation had. So You're now right. there are millions of people around the world who who to probably start taking VR seriously, and they will not be able to afford this expensive headset. However, they are looking for alternatives. So, You're so the right. timing for Quest Three is impeccable. Like it's so great. I have to partly disagree. Because, I have to partly okay, disagree. Tell us. But only partly because I think what happens is yes, Quest Three probably. I mean, okay, Quest Three. By the way, is my microphone okay right now? Yeah, you well? sound good. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I think um, Quest Three will be obviously better than Quest Two. Okay. Um. <laughs> I hope they will. I hope they will put better panels, uh, screens than on Quest Pro. Because while the they lenses will. on Quest Pro were better, the panels were lower res. And it, agreed. It, it, agreed. It, it just, doesn't look so good. That was not a good. It just experience. looks okay. Um, yeah. So while I believe that yes, Quest Three will sell at some numbers, um, but what Apple did is Apple showed um, that you know what could be done. And how how well it could be done, even from those limited reviews people had, you know, those professionals in the market like Ben and others who actually did a lot of VR, they reviewed that hat and said, yeah, it's really really good, it's better best better than we uh, we always had before. I think Quest Three would have to be, the life cycle of Quest Three has just been shortened by Apple, because Apple will a elevate the prices of the of the headsets, and Apple showed how you should do if you do eye tracking. That's how you should do eye tracking. If you do hand yeah. tracking, that's how you should do hand tracking. If you do the pass through, that's how you do pass through. And then other hats and manufacturers, even though they will be three, five times cheaper than the, the Apple headset, people will always be comparing them to this. And what it will force them to do, what Meta will have will be forced to do, they will have to be forced to bring those lab technologies which they were working on for what six years and five years, and they were like working on this avatars they will be forced to bring those technologies back into the headsets faster and that will make their headsets more expensive as well so get ready everybody the headsets will become more expensive overall not cheaper and they will have to put better tech in them this is 100 happening so while quest 3 will sell i believe yes and it's a better the, uh, device than quest 2 
I think it's already partly outdated. By the time it will come out, it will be outdated because honestly speaking, Pico 4, like this is Pico 4 Pro. Pico 4 Pro has eye tracking and face tracking. It has amazing lenses. It has great resolution. Um, and it's a, it's, it's a very light headset. It can do almost everything Quest 3 can do already today. So yeah. I'm questioning myself. And more, and more, and because more, there's no, no, no eye tracking is a exactly. problem. It's limiting so very much, right? That's what I'm saying. Quest 3, while it's being an okay device, but it's already kind of outdated given the market competition. And Apple is putting so much pressure now on the quality because people will not, you know, I can be here sitting and saying, yes, uh, you know, as Mark, I can be saying, yeah, but we are five times cheaper. And people say, why, why, but the art tracking is working so much better. And, you know, their hand tracking is so much better. So they'll be under pressure. So it, yeah. it, it's great for us as consumers because Meta will be under pressure. Finally, under finally, pressure. finally, they have real competition. Yeah, but... competition that is that's surpassing them as it seems, right? So that is great. That is really great news for us as the consumers because yes, I also think that Meta is now so much under pressure they have to um, yeah get better. Of course. Just two thoughts about that. So first thought is that I think the price is always going to be a temporary issue because price inevitably drops all the time. Technology gets better, it gets cheaper. It's only a matter of time. Um, but second, if we are comparing the Quest 3 release and Vision Pro, um, many of the technologies that they are utilizing and all those patents that they made for Quest uh, for uh, Vision Pro, they aren't even needed for a gaming kind of a budget, right, um, quote-unquote headset that is a Quest because um, they don't, it's not a spatial computer. You're not going to be using it for productivity. So many of those um, specific technologies that would make your work uh, cohesive and you know coherent with your ecosystem of laptops and uh, MacBooks and iPhones is just not the right use case for that. Uh, what what I the point I was making is that Apple opened up you know they opened the eyes of many of the people who maybe completely had no idea about how far along VR technology has come in general so they this might even help them discover what's out there it's different it's maybe not as good or maybe it's just good in a completely different way i uh, i com i see myself using both quest 3 and Vision Pro for sure. totally different purposes. Me if too. I can't afford Vision Pro, I would still like to have Quest 3. So it's just, it was such but a huge But only you as a gamer. Push. You as a gamer. How may, about the normal people? The normal people will not just get the Quest 3, I think. May I paint you a picture of how I see the VR market right now? Please. Just a very quick one. So Apple came out and said, that's how you do hardware in 2023. That's that's how you do the oldest features in the pass through and hand tracking, and eye tracking, and just bring it all together. That's what Apple did. So they put this the bar on the hardware so much. Now, what is the biggest the biggest um, wild card or joker in the in the hands of Meta right now? It content. is it's is their content, but For it games. runs For out games. very quickly because Pico is gaining on them so fast, and mm -hmm. and. Pico is getting the, the, the games into their, into their headset uh, ecosystem very fast. So from one side, they have Apple, who has innovated on many things and brought a lot of cool technologies into their headset in the right way. On the other side, they have Pico, which, again, dep this depends how they will continue. 
But if they will continue the same way and they will continue innovating on the headset, they're gaining up on them quick, pre, quick, uh, pretty quickly in terms of the library. And in my opinion, the library of Meta is not that huge and that important. There are some important titles, but they're not that fundamental, right? And for example, they did this uh, game showcase recently. And honestly, overall, it was underwhelming. Uh, people expected more. Some great things were there, though. Some th some great things were there, but also some big flops were there because they showed the Asgard 2, which looked worse than the PCVR version in the past. So people were, you know, people were expecting Grand Theft Auto and other things, and they just didn't show them. And right. that's, you know, that's another thing where Meta has to really push now hardcorely to actually get even further away from the competition to have those exclusives. But I don't think they can at this moment. I don't know why they're not doing it. So it's it's a very it's a very interesting mix for consumers because consumers for, will be the winners. For us, it's great now. For us, it's great. Yeah. For us, it's great. But uh, about Meta, you know, actually, right now they are completely ruling the gaming market for VR. Right? It's the it's the VR gaming console, the Quest. It's the place to go if you want to um, get your VR game on. But is that what they want to do? Do they want to become the 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 PlayStation of uh, VR, basically, for just for gaming? I don't think so. I also think that they want to be where Apple wants to be. They also want to own spatial computing. It's the next computing platform. So Meta or Facebook, they have overslept the mobile age, right? So, so Meta, they were absolutely dependent on Apple and Google when it came to their Facebook mobile app, right? It's a, it was a bad position to be in. And they actually, they want to be what Apple is showing us now, how it works. So yes, they are great in gaming, but that's not where they want to go. So they are in a, in a big problem. They, they are in not a great spot, I believe. Would you agree with me, Arthur? Seems like I agree 100%. Good. And also, don't forget, when the time when you said that um, price will uh, eventually drop, I have I want to again. That's just my opinion from what I see in hardware and stuff. But don't get excited to get cheaper headsets in the near future. That's not going to happen. The headset prices will go up, even of the Quests and Meta headsets and Pico headsets. Every manufacturer will put the price up. Why? because they will be forced to put better stuff into the headsets. And because Meta and substantially Pico will run out of capabilities of subsidizing the headsets. They're all subsidizing their headsets right now. And because the competition will heat up, they do. the subsidizing power will go down. Their revenues will go down. They'll have to really start making money on the hardware or at least not losing money on the hardware. Right now they're losing, what, $250 per headset from what last report said, the, uh, the, the Pico as well. They will not be able to afford it to do it in the long run. They can't afford to do it when they're alone on the market. The moment the competition starts to come in and the competition starts to earn money, like Apple will not lose money on the hardware. They're not stupid. So they, yeah. they, will, they will put the pressure on them and they'll have to, they'll have to start uh, you know, increasing the prices. So price, while it, they will probably be less expensive than Apple, but they'll have to move the prices up. Um, and that will be kind of shocker for the consumers it's a wake-up call because consumers will say, one second, how did you sell me Quest Pro, Quest 3 for $300 or $500, uh, but suddenly Quest 4 will be, or Quest Pro will be again one, one and a half or $2,000. Like, what's happening here? You know what I mean? So I think there will be a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, earthquakes in the industry in the next one and a half years, which is good for consumers. Yeah. It's great.
Yeah, but so, yeah, go yeah, ahead. You, you can you can go ahead. Okay, I, I just I just wanted to say one thing. PSVR two at five hundred fifty dollars seems pretty cheap right now, right? Like in a couple of months ago, we still had we had this kind of uh, thought like, oh, PSVR two, oh, it's so expensive. But no, actually, it is not so expensive since, anymore, right? Yeah. Since you started talking about the price, uh, how about I, I I try to you know roll back the conversation yeah. back to to Vision Pro because that is something that. Um, I guess if we were to start picking on things that that could be an issue for Apple, and pretty much why is why what is the main issue with Apple adoption all over the world? What like what makes it so hard to adopt? It's because once an Apple user, always an Apple user, you have to commit to this ecosystem, and not like. <laughs> really, not all people are ready to do that because that's a big investment, an average product released by Apple is much more expensive than the same product that works on an Android system. And of course, it's hard to to explain the benefits of having that ecosystem to someone who's never had it. Like, for example, I had conversations with my brother and I'm like, you know, this is just going to change your life. And he's like, but, but, Oops, but how I'm oh, using... Yeah. I'm using this phone. It does the same thing that your phone. Is it really, you know, it's it's really hard to to communicate that difference. And with a price of $304.99 for a headset, it, it is a standalone headset. So at least it doesn't require an iPhone to work, right? But we all know that it's going to work so much better if you have that ecosystem in place. An iPhone, a Mac, you, um, you already said, Sebastian, that you're going to buy an iPhone. Um, Yes. So this is um, the success of this headset will depend on whether they'll be able to convince the people outside of the uh, Apple ecosystem bubble to invest a lot of money to convert. I don't think so. Into that. Honestly, honestly, I don't. Honestly, I don't think so because I don't think they in this very beginning this can be a very big success only with the Apple fanboys. <laughs> I, I really believe so, and I also think in the beginning. Actually, in the beginning, in the beginning, yes, in the beginning. And also, I believe that um, this first iteration actually isn't isn't meant now to be the mainstream device that everyone is supposed to have. Also because of the price. They also know themselves that they're pricing out a lot of people. But what they want to do here, they simply wanted to show us their vision of spatial computing. And therefore, they didn't look... Let me, let me finish. Um, they didn't look... They didn't look at the price, right? They simply wanted to show us, hey, we believe this is spatial computing. And therefore, they simply put the best stuff into it. And the best stuff right now has this huge price of 3500 So, right? So, th this is a, their non-compromised version of spatial computer in 2023. And probably, it's going to be amazing and blow the people away. Probably, it's going to even blow us away, even though we've seen everything in XR, right? So this is just to, to show this is what our vision is. Yes, it's, it's expensive, but it will go down in price in the future, right? This is not always going to cost 3500 right? Probably they're going to make a, a cheaper version in two years, right? Which probably cost 2500 And then year over year, the prices, it will get closer to the most expensive version of the iPhone Pro Max or whatever it's called. And at that point in time, this device is going to be so sexy and can replace so many of your other devices that you don't have to think, hey, am I going to buy the most expensive iPhone or will I buy the Vision Pro? 
Probably they are very similar in price, but you can replace your 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 monitors. You can even replace your MacBook um, Pro because this has already an M3, M4 in it, right? And then it's a no-brainer, and then it will be mainstream, even at prices which will be two thousand dollars. It's going to take a long time to convince ah. people to go into this paradigm shift of not using not using your your laptop or your iPhone. Like, would you really use yeah. you know a headset? That's like that to check your emails yeah, then having it probably in your yes. pocket. I would wear it outside. I would wear it outside. And trust me, I would wear it, it outside. It looks and like, like glasses. Yeah, it will. It will. It will. Obviously, this is the first iteration, right? I don't think uh, it doesn't. It, it doesn't even need to be that small. Honestly, it doesn't even need to be that small. Like if Pico had a stereoscopic better path through, I can I can easily wear Pico outside. It's no problem. Yeah, I'll, I'll look like crazy. Like I can I, I wear sometimes for the testing uh, links are one outside. No problem at all. It's a very sleek, small headset. You can flip it up if you need to. The magic of Apple is that, first of all, it has great pass-through and great tracking. Second of all, there's so many Apple devices out there, so they have better understanding of spatial environment than any other company in the world. And number three, they have this outside screen. As stupid as people think it is, uh, it's actually cool. a genius thing. It's a genius it. thing. And yeah. it will make people seem less awkward and socially acceptable to wear these things in a social while, environment. While talking to other people in real and life. This, exactly. is, this is exactly the same as I remember the days. I mean, I'm not that old. I, I really, trust me, I'm not that old. But I remember the days where it was really awkward to wear headphones, in-ear headphones outside when people were near, near you. People were yes. looking at you like you're a crazy moron wearing and talking to something. And look now, everyone wears AirPods and everybody uses headphones. And why? Because they became much better. And for example, AirPods, again, as not a fanboy of Apple as I am, AirPods have a great pass-through audio where you can speak to people while wearing the headphones and it as is, as, if, as if you don't have them at all. So I think that's what headset will do. And then you will be, you know, in five, seven years, it will be absolutely normal to kind of have a, a walk on the street and have such a headset on the head or maybe a little bit slimmer, but yeah, still have an Apple sure. headset on, the, on, on you. And just have this enhanced reality with all those ARKit apps running on that headset and checking your emails while you're walking. Of course, because who wants to walk like this every day? This is not a normal position of human. We're not meant to be like that. So this is ending within like next 10 years, in my opinion. I, I agree. I think this is truly mm -hmm. a great innovation that you can see the eyes. It, it, yeah. It's really you, because you don't you don't look at the at the at the device. You will look yeah. at the eyes. Right. And and how crazy is it that it's not actually your eyes? It's your it's your uh, persona's eyes. That's Apple. Then, that's Apple. That's that's, that's not. These, they yeah. they sp probably they spent on this thing alone one year and the whole department just doing For this sure. and it made the headset much more expensive and complicated. But it's well worth it. Many people, ninety percent of people, is laughing at it. And I say, no, guys, you no, don't no, understand no. it. This is one of the most important features of this headset. One yeah. of the most important features. It, right. It's crazy. I, I agree that they probably spend that much, if not more, to make it look realistic because it changes when you're turning your head, right? The perspective, and they spend a lot of time figuring out the perspective of the eyes to make it look as close to your face as possible so <laughs> this is gonna be so cool i don't know i was i wanted to talk more about can we talk more about this neural network um and the avatar system sure we will we will get to that <laughs> you know what let's let's now really get into 
into the headset itself and the oh, functions right. that it has and what it wants to do. And we will talk about, do we believe it can pull it off or do we believe no? First of all, let's talk a bit about uh, the fact that it doesn't have um, controllers, right? We were always used to having controllers in our hands. So this, you're going to use um, your, your eyes. You look at stuff and then the eye tracking is going to choose and you're going to use your hands mm -hmm. to to yeah, activate the things that you're looking at and you're going to use your voice. So um, uh, what are your thoughts about that, Tatiana, that it does not have controllers? This is probably one of the riskiest things about this headset. And it's one of the things that I cannot wait to try because, again, that's one of those things that it's they didn't invent it. There is already plenty of headsets out there that use eye tracking, uh, hand tracking, and there's even some voice recognition as well. But never ever have I tried a headset in which these I would prefer hand tracking to using a controller. I would always rather use a controller than not use anything at all. And because just, you know, as of now, we were living thinking that this technology is just not here yet, at least not in the consumer device. And them actually releasing a final product that only uses these features as primarily control features is pretty, is a very big deal. Mm -hmm. And it kind of makes me excited because I know they wouldn't have released something like that that wouldn't respond perfectly to your gestures. And, and, and um, yeah, I think they had like the entire, one of the articles showed the entire like a graph of different gestures that you can do that, the headset will respond to your actions. Um, but I think, I mean, for me, from my position right now, it's it looks like a risk because I've, okay. I've never had an experience of this flawless control using hand tracking, eye tracking, and voice. Okay. So if they really nailed it down, I will be just over the... Like, I don't know, I'll be so happy because I okay, like okay. the idea of it, but it's just, it's, it's hard for me to imagine it working so flawlessly. Okay. You will be. What are your thoughts? Um, yeah. Adel, I, when, when I read the review of, of Ben from Road to VR and many others, and like, for example, um, you know, people who understand VR, like, for example, MKBHD, right? He also went and tried it and he tried all of the headsets. He got like Quest Pro um, demo from Mark Zuckerberg and he uses Quest and he knows the headsets and stuff. And their reaction of like Ben, I think he said it, it works so well that only few times when it didn't work during the first 30 minutes of me trying it, it felt like what is why a second? What a second? Why didn't it work? You know, it just works so well. It's it's uh, MKBG call it magical because and he said, I hate to say it. It's like I'd really hate to say things like that, but it's magical because it works so well. Oh. And and then we, we learned from this uh, scientist who worked in Apple on this feature where they say, Hey, we actually use neural network to predict when you will click with your fingers because before you do any action, your pupils actually go go bigger. And we already preload the content before you even click with your fingers. That's why it's so good. And because, yeah, we also always try those hand tracking from Quest and other, other apps. Nothing worked so well, right? Because nothing was so well optimized to work with the software and hardware. And I think that's the magic, again, of Apple. I hate to say it, but that's the magic of Apple doing okay. it right. That's and insane. doing it in a way that people will actually use it and it will feel natural. It will feel like, yeah, that's how it should have worked. Again, I think controllers are needed for gaming and for okay. other 
use cases because it's just better to to feel the haptics, the vibration, okay. and other senses. But for just normal work and uh, navigating the UI, I think this will be perfect. All right. So let me tell you what I think. So Tatiana, you said like uh, it's a risk not to use controllers. In my opinion, it is exactly the opposite. <laughs> Sorry to say we're a bit um, on different opinions for these kind of things. I think it would have been a risk to come up with controllers because this is not made for gamers. This is made for normal people. They, they hope that probably my mom is going to be able to use that kind of thing. And I said it already on my channel. Whenever I put a headset on my mom or on, on people who are not used to VR, first of all, they're completely overwhelmed to be in VR for the first time. Like, wow, the sensory overload is, is like completely crazy. And then I put controllers in the hand with a grip button, with a trigger button, with an analog thumb, thumbstick, with two buttons and a menu button. That is too much for them. They, they don't know what to do with it. It's too complicated. It's complete sensory overload, right? So for this, I'm sure it is a much better idea to, to build this magical um, intuitive hand controller thing because that's what people used to, just to use their hands. So well, in my opinion, in, in my opinion, this is a really, really good idea if it works well and it seems oh, like it course. works well. I never said that it's a bad idea. I never yeah. said it's but a risky I, I don't, idea. I, I don't, yeah. uh, what I was okay. saying is that it's the risky from the technological perspective because we've never seen that that level of polish. Work. Yeah, okay. And they okay. undertook a challenge that no one really that's for has sure. <laughs> that's mastered. For sure. So that's the risk. Okay. Not the Got idea yeah. of not having controllers. I right. mean, okay, yeah. Good. Yeah, then we're <laughs> but, on the same page because I think it's really, yeah. it makes so much sense because this is not oh, made yeah. for I gamers. I want to get rid of those things. Like, I don't right? want to have them. And, and one, I think one for, games, for games, I want them. If, I, if, I, if, I, if, I, if I'm using like a virtual gun, I want to have like a controller in my hand, right? Sure. I don't yeah. want to Unless you show like this. Unless you want to play hand tracking finger yeah, guns. Exactly. So for, for these like games, yeah, I want controllers. But but for the stuff that we're looking at here now, what this thing can do, I think it makes perfect sense. That's I, why I, I'm so excited because I can hear, I'm sorry, just one last yeah. thing. <laughs> because you said that it works so great and it just makes me so happy and so excited that it looks like they managed to do something that we've never seen work so smoothly. And uh, I'm, I'm, if, if they really did succeed, then I'm glad they took this risk because they were, you know, confident enough that they were able to pull it to, off. Um, yeah, to, to pull it off. Yeah. I, I think two things, Guy is writing, Guy Gordon writing, that controllers will be optional. I think not in the... Could be. Uh, not in the, they not could in the, do. Not in the pro version. I don't think in the first generation they will not do any controllers. In the future, perhaps. Uh, in the future, probably they will. Of course, Apple wants to sell you controllers for three hundred ninety-nine. Of course, it's great. Why not? You would buy them. But um, another another thing is, um, I think I had a discussion like on, on other stream before, and there was a CEO of Cybershoes, right? And he said, "Look, in Cybershoes, we we it's basically if it works with the gamepad." And we know this headset will work with a gamepad because they showed us someone playing a game with a gamepad on this headset. So any gamepad could be reprogrammed to be the gamepad, but with controllers and stuff. You know what I mean? So there will be could accessories be. coming up, yeah. even like third parties, which will probably work in a certain way for certain use cases. Right. I'm not afraid of that. I'm 100% probably, sure. That probably even when you use the PlayStation controller, they could track that in space. Right, of course. Yeah, with the optics, right? Yeah. So they could still use it somehow to give you like um, tactile feedback. Who knows? Who knows? And they could come up with optional controllers. Totally agreed. For four ninety nine. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, so cheap? I'm gonna totally gonna buy that. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah, th yeah, that's that's the that's the Apple magic, right? So yeah, let's talk about um let's talk about their use cases that they show. So the first use case that they show, yes, you can use apps. So they have an app store, they have apps that are made for the system. Yeah, you can you can use your 2D apps, probably iPad apps, and you can position those apps in tiles in front of you, spatially, wherever you want. So, for example, this person um, is using them to replace his desktop uh, monitors, and he simply has lots of tiles there open, and he can, he can work there spatially. And he has this virtual keyboard in front of him. And by the way, I, I love the fact that you can still use the Bluetooth um, keyboard and the Bluetooth... Um, touchpad, right? In your apps, you can still use them, th those real tactile things. I love it. So so what are your thoughts? Do you think that this is a use case that can work for, for people, um, Tatiana? What, what do you think? Um, I think they did a smart thing by showing a very specific tasks that you can do there, not just showing screens, but the, because that doesn't look as exp as impressive. That doesn't look like something that I would want to do over scrolling through those same apps on my laptop. Um, but what di they did show is I think they were talking specifically about things like video editing. Mm -hmm. And I know that it's very specific, but it worked for me because I do video mm -hmm. editing. And <laughs> one of the reasons I don't use, you know, that uh, Mac uh, laptop basically because it just has one screen and as, wow. as great as it is I have two screens right here and I wouldn't mind having third it's just I ran out of room so I would buy it in a heartbeat um, uh, if I you know I got this headset and I have my Mac and I can edit this videos I have this huge screens and they are amazing 4k quality uh, that's you know showing something specific that you can do better uh, with this uh, he uh, headset than you you would without it. That's what makes it um, a, a perfect use case. And they did it. I, um, they were they were showing quite a few editing tools. I think they were talking about DaVinci Resolve. They were talking about Premiere Pro. They were they were mentioning a couple of a couple else. So they were just focusing on things that would be done much uh, more efficiently uh, with this headset. Cool. Of course, we also have to see how good is the quality right, of the screen. Do we want to work in it? Like, I, I don't want to work in the Quest Pro because the resolution is just bad, right? But um, yeah, how good is it here? We'll have to see. Um, so, Artro, what are your thoughts about this uh, particular use case? Do you think it can work? Would you would, work. would you would you work like this? Um, yes, but I think that's where also Apple got. Um, the first part of the uh, of the criti of deserved criticism a little bit um, that they didn't like. If you look at this video, they didn't take too much of advantage of the spatial part of the computing because while spatial computing is amazing, it's the future. It probably is you know the two D screens in a spatial environment is not the future of spatial computing. It's the beginning of it. So. In the keynote, you know, they the, didn't. The future, but... the future web browsers won't be flat screens. No, no. Forget about it. People will start develop browsers and yeah. the versions of they their web already. pages they have already. for these headsets, yes. where you will open the website and totally. it will be optimized for Vision Pro, and it will just blast on you all this content. 
and that's where this demo doesn't show it because they don't have it they to do. show it. They could they have, do. by the way, but no, they, they don't have it. have it. No, no, but they that's where it. developers will take it, and no, they, they will have do it already. For stop, this. stop. They have it already built into this. This is, of course, not only that you see 2D um, screens. This is probably one thing that got criticized, and in my opinion, um, that is correct. That you have the 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 thought, hey, th these are only 2D tiles, right? This, these are only screens, but no, you can take something from these. Um, um, compatible apps and drag it into 3D space. So let me let me show you that. Actually, it's here on the web on the website. Yeah, yeah. What I, what I meant is, I understand what you mean. I saw it, and you, please show it. But I, what I meant is that you your web pages, the the, the thing you will be interacting here. with. Yeah, that's amazing. That, that, exactly. This is so this right. Is so it's not just 2D tiles. You take something out of these 2D tiles and put it in front of you. It's perfect yes. VR. What I meant is the UI. Like if you look at the screens, right? Those things will be will be with depth though like you know remember the nubia pad if you look at the nubia the video of any of any browser or of any web page it becomes 3d and that's what you want to see right you visit you visit the i don't know the new york times page and suddenly it's not just the okay. text holding yeah. holding in the inner space but it's something jumping right. out on you the 3d but, videos and stuff like that right right but they have it also like uh, like for example they showed off with walt disney it's not just like a 2d tile it's like complete vr the, the, right? the disney stuff i had goosebumps when i was showing that like, yeah, yeah. Was showing this, we, like we're gonna get this it's just crazy <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah anyway so yeah let's 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 see how how well this work with actually like working in it um, i could imagine this will work and you know what is exciting about this that this is using the m2 chipset not only the m2 chip Set, which is very capable as we know but also like some special other chipset it's called r1 that gives this a super low latency right uh, like um, mm -hmm. the video that 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 shows your real reality only has latency of 12 uh, uh, milliseconds so mm -hmm. this it basically you won't feel latency which is exactly what you need in a vr headset so people won't get sick so that's great anyways what's also exciting about um, the m2 chipset is obviously that it's compatible with all the apps that we know from our macbook right so that's why yes this device might actually completely uh, let me get rid of my macbook air in the future yeah because it can run automatically um, DaVinci Resolve. So the only thing that I will need in the future is the headset and probably my trackpad. And no matter where I am, I can edit my videos on three, on three screens because it's compatible with the M2. So I would travel yes, a lot more. Yeah. I would travel a lot more exactly. if I had something exactly. like that. So, so honestly, if the display is so good that it looks like a like a screen, like a like a 4K screen, yes, I truly believe this could be a game changer and probably I could work in that. So that use case, I believe in it. Yeah. Wow. You will see people yeah. in planes wearing these headsets for sure. <laughs> yeah. So let's, um, let's move on to the next use case then. And entertainment, the ultimate theater, wherever you are, I believe <laughs> there's no discussion about it, right? I believe we all think that makes sense and they could pull it off. Mm -hmm. Or, or or not? What what do you think? Yeah, that's probably one of the one of Easiest, the smallest right? surprises, <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. Because that's actually one. That's the one thing I guess that we have already been able to see in a pretty pretty high quality. I mean, I'm not sure about 4K, but we've had 1080p, right, with the yeah. rocket and and even like watching movies. I watched movies on my Quest. I mean, as a use case, it's just something that they will do better because and they will I mean, nail it. 
it's like i mean what 23 million pixels yeah something like this 4k per eye um and of course matched with that user interface that just makes it so easy to just put on a headset and start watching movies but it didn't surprise me it was like of course yeah of course they would of course we'll talk about it, but let's talk about something that we didn't know exactly um, they will pull it off it will probably look and feel like this you know yes there is unreal yes there's rokit and others and yes you can watch movies right but is it like this experience not where, even close where not the screen close. is perfectly not like pinpointed in your space and you can walk around it, it will always stay like this like it looks like here no not like zero close. Not exactly. even close. And and by the way, this 23 million pixels was so Apple thing because the moment they said 23 million pixels and then didn't send resolution, so we quickly calculated <laughs> on the on the napkin how much will be the resolution of the of yeah. their headset, and then we quickly calculated <laughs> only we nerds did it. Only we 17 million pixels. Yeah. You know, like we'll put. I'll definitely do it on keynote when we introduce like the final. Song <laughs> you should. Like, we have done 17 million pixels on on the headset, but it's funny. Yeah, I think right. Teriel calculated it. Uh, Teriel Wood, uh, he calculated yeah, it, like the difference. I think he made like um, uh, a comparison. Yeah, of, yeah, he did. Of I others, so on that his, was on his tweet was, as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was pretty cool. How I mean, it 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 does show you right how far along this technology has come in such a short time. It's yeah, insane. exactly. So yeah, I. Yeah, I think we all think they will nail this part for sure. It's going to mm -hmm. work just as advertised. And I like it that they also like um, they are going to dim the rest of your apartment, like the virtual apartment, like when you mm -hmm. look through the pass through so you can enjoy your um, theater experience. And, and mm -hmm. by, by the way, MKBHD said he tried the, uh, the basketball game and stuff and he said it's freaking magical the sports stuff and he said i would totally pay up to what 20 20 dollars per game to just be there mm. that's that's a lot like if you think yeah. about it that's their neck like apple tv plus this will be killer business for them of Content course so suddenly king. not only yeah. i have to buy an iphone and a watch i also have to buy this apple tv plus thing now it's getting freaking expensive <laughs> i already have it <laughs> yeah okay good so, uh, so, yeah but you will you will and you yeah. will pay for it you will pay for those of concerts course. where you will feel like you're of really course. there for the yeah, first they, time ever you will have, feel like you're really there of course they have bought they have bought the company which broadcast this stuff right i think it's called next vr or so this company yes. who, who so and, and honestly like we have kids right and like for us to go to a concert with the kids is an endeavor you know it's an endeavor they're already kind of you know, seven and ten but it's still something we need to plan and do and think about it like honestly if i can just put a headset and my wife and we can watch together the concert yeah, but this is the, within our home that's amazing but, yeah but that's the question though can you can you watch this together like could could you and your wife uh, be on that couch together and you see the perfectly so. synchronized video i would say so and oh, that's insane that people would really think twice and thrice if they are ready to spend that much money for one headset and no, you have to yeah. buy two. Yeah, oh yeah. God. But but do you and your husband, do both of you have iPhones? Yes. You see? So, so, so what, what's going on? We paid on? $1.5 thousand dollars for an iPhone. <laughs> of course. Of course, in the future, I'm not saying like in this generation you will do it, right? Yeah. But in the future, yes, both of you will have a VR headset. 
I, I I'm looking forward to the future yeah. <laughs> when when it's when it's less when it when this decision becomes less difficult. Yeah. Uh, but of course, we are all, all early adopters. We will get it to test it. But, right, um, right. It's very exciting to think that this will become mainstream. I have. By the dad. way, I must say, I felt, I felt, I feel it's so unfair. I know it's not. But somehow it's my feeling that all these tech YouTubers, right, who have never looked at VR, they suddenly all have the chance to try it out, right? And us, like complete VR nerds who have been supporting that VR for years, we have no chance uh, to get access to it. Right? It's all it's, about your. It's all about your your community. I mean, I know. I understand. It, like it. It makes sense, right? The thing is. Our community will buy that anyways, right? They want to get to the mainstream. So I, I totally understand it. It just feels like, oh, your efforts will so, not be forgotten. No, I, I mean it. Like, this is this is, this is is the case. Yeah, sure. Another cool thing that Apple are going to be doing, actually, since you talked about trying it, they will have this in their stores. Sure. So although expensive, right? Um, if if that YouTuber, NK, NKB, MRTV, Marquis. But if he said that, he tried it like right i tried it and i now i get it now like i get what this money is you know for and how i'm going to be using it so of course it's hard to convince someone to just buy it after watching a trailer or something but but because it's going to be in every maybe not in every store but it's in store nearby and they can go and check it out and they will show them the whole shazam of what this has it can do it's it's it's, it's probably going to convince quite a lot just because they'll be able to experience it. And I don't think that you can you can just go and try Quest Pro anywhere. You can try it in their store. Right. The, the um, one store in California. In the, California. <laughs> yeah. the one store. <laughs> they exactly. opened last year. But Apple has a much bigger network of that um, um, around Cl the world. Exactly. Clark Kent. Very, Clark smart, Kent. very smart idea, Clark, by the way. Clark very Kent. Smart. Exactly. Clark Kent says... The guy knows I'm, what he's talking about. I'm thinking about buying one to keep in the box, never open it as an investment for the future. Like exactly, I mean, like the first iPhone, unopened iPhone, it goes for thousands of dollars. Thirty thousand or fifty thousand, so, something like that. So it's but it's great, not about, like it's even a, selling it, but it's just like the to remember it to have. Right. Like I have, I have a box of un, unopened Pebble Watch. I don't know if someone remembers yeah, what Pebble Watch was. They I, were the first smartwatch with the e ink displays. But nobody's going to give you a thousand dollars for it. I, I don't want to sell them. I don't want to sell them. It's I just want to have okay. them. It's okay. okay. I'm, I'm fine just owning them. I don't. I'm, I don't want to sell them. But I'm just saying, like, it's it's a cool feeling, you know, to have something which had a big impact on the on the on the market to um, uh, to have it un, untouched and unopened. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. By the way, thanks, Norman Robinson, for your super chats here. Um. So um. Yeah. This this is going to be super exciting. Wow. So let's talk about the next use case that Apple wants us to use this in. So be in the moment all over again. You can um, have a look at photos and videos and the, the panorama pictures that you took with your iPhone. You can stand in that panorama again. Wonderful use case. But even more interestingly, this is the first 3D camera that Apple has ever sold. Yes, the mm -hmm. device is a camera by itself. You can take photos and videos with it. And well, there is a button on the top of the headset, which gives you quick access to take a video and a photo in 3D that later in the headset you can have a look at. So Arthur, what are your thoughts about this? Is it something that you believe people are going to use? 
Oh man, and you know, I've I've I've, I've <laughs> talked to you about this two or three weeks before the release. Um, so right. the story was like, you reviewed the Nubia Pad 3D. Right, the 3D um, tablets. Exactly. I saw this... in your face that you were blown away. I was. And I and I said to myself, okay, this guy has seen a lot of things. I trust your judgment. If you are so blown away, I have to see it. So I bought one as well. And then we had the 3D call together. <laughs> it was really, it was pretty hysterical. I'm still blown away. I mean, I'm still <laughs> yeah. blown away. Now, the moment I, I had the 3D call, I, I sit down and I said, wait a second. Every iPhone has LiDAR already inbuilt and can scan your face properly. Um, when you look at the 3D content on a tablet, it's a window into next reality, but it's a window. It's a small window. If you have a VR headset, that window is much more immersive and much bigger. And these two things connected in my mind. And I wrote this blog post about like why nobody's talking about this potential killer use case for the for the Apple headset. By the way, that that thing was seen by 170,000 people. <laughs> Congrats! Uh, that blog post. And I don't know why it went viral on like LinkedIn and stuff. But the thing is, that's the use case I was waiting for. I was so much hoping that they will bring it on. And they, again, they over overshooted my expectations because they mm -hmm. said, you yeah, know, we are making this special 3D camera on this headset, which will make those videos. And it will feel like you're in, you know, you're going to the past. You're recording your memories and you're reliving them again. And moreover, as you said, and we discussed it, next iPhone, I guarantee you, I, I mean, I can bet money on it. If yeah, like, next iPhone 15 will have this capability to have these calls and suddenly someone having an iPhone having a call with you, you will see them in a full 3D in a VR headset. Agreed. Oh my God. Shut up and take my money. Black Double mirror. the price, I'll buy it anyway. Like only for Black this mirror. one feature. Really. I also think so. The next iPhone must have like 3D cameras. Tatiana, what are your thoughts about the camera, the 3D camera? And um, do you think people will really take pictures with it? it no. Yeah. The way you talk about it, you make it sound amazing because I haven't tried that uh, um, oh, tablet yes, and yes, I know you, that yeah, yeah. Do, I know that yes, it's something amazing. you have to see. Do so um, I think that, you know, for now, it's for people who have never experienced it, it's probably just like, okay, it's a gimmick. I don't know if I will use it, but if they buy this headset anyway, they will use it because it's already in it. And then they will see exactly how it's going to impact their lives. And now we're thinking from the <laughs> perspective, like I'm going to have a little baby yeah, right. and I'm going to have this headset and I'll start recording uh, these 3D moments and it's going to be a memory forever. So if, if it really works like that, it's, it's, it is going to be amazing for now. Um, a, for an average consumer, it's probably hard to imagine the real practical side of it because mm -hmm. like, okay, so we take pictures with our phones and we can project them on the TV and we can watch them on a big screen. Watch your videos that you record, watch the pictures that you take. How often do you actually do that? Like how often do you watch the pictures that you take and the videos you take on like... Uh projecting it on your TV and just sit down and watch your videos. Seldom, you right? Yeah. But you will watch them on this thing because they will but, feel so real. You will. And you will watch the content of other people <laughs> going around the world and recording this content in yeah. 3D. The Instagram yeah. will be dead because this will be the new Instagram of people. You know, yeah. like this is a facial Instagram. 
So con yeah. you're talking about content creation. So you're talking about like vlogging um, um, and creating yeah. like your own library of, of, of uh, videos, Immersive videos and uploading yeah. them uh, possibly, or maybe just creating something for your own, you know, photo album or video album that not necessarily for the whole world to see, but just for your own memory. So it sounds pretty amazing. Um, it's just that people will have to see what it looks like before they they understand that okay this is something i want to do which right. is for my people, own memories. people who own that device they will see it yeah so i don't think this is gonna i don't, don't get me wrong i think it's going to be a great feature i don't think it's a great it's a feature that's going to sell this headset hmm. i think it's a feature that people will discover once they already bought it for other things right that 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 sounds sensible um yeah i think um that actually in this first generation probably it will feel a bit strange to bring the device somewhere to make a 3d video you know but as when it has it already has this button here where you can quickly take a video and and a picture so for this generation i think it's going to be strange and people are not going to you will do it with the phone it. you will yeah, do it yes, with the yes, phone yes right right but but um, what what i want the point that i want to make is that the device will get sleeker and sleeker and sleeker at one point it's going to look like glasses okay not not like these glasses they are very thin right but maybe but, like those glasses <laughs> okay then maybe then i will be, be like an contact old man. lenses yeah yeah right but but once the glasses are more wearable in the public when once it looks more normal like normal like normal glasses this is going to be the killer feature to just make videos and pictures like this i don't uh, want i don't even want to get my phone out anymore because i will just be doing like this hold on hold yeah. on but what about the ethical concerns of recording no. people no that's and, fine you remember it's this Apple. whole conversation yeah, because, we were talking yeah, about yeah, when, when we were talking about ray-bans because the ray-bans they kind of were hiding it that you make a video i was taking pictures of people and they didn't realize it but here they made it very clear that hey it, it will show on the on the on the front that you're taking a picture and video I don't worry about that. And by the way, Guy Gordon again is on fire Gee. today. He says Gee. it will be used for porn, and he's one hundred percent right. Of, of course, it, no jokes aside, it will be used for that as well. So, yeah, you, I mean, you get the the POV perspective from it. People yeah. are going to wear it while doing interesting things. <laughs> oh God! This and now, to... and now, this stream is demonetized. <laughs> Congratulations! Okay. That is totally fine. <laughs> I'm I'm just getting excited about the possibilities of this headset. Are you kidding don't me? Don't get too excited. <laughs> I'm getting really excited, <laughs> but, but yeah. So, so in my opinion, this will be a great feature um, when the device gets um, yeah smaller and more worn in the public. But I think even this will be worn in the public. Yes, for yeah. sure. Yeah, it will it's be. Gonna, I'm sure it's going to have a distinct maybe shape or something that people would know that you are wearing Apple glasses. Like it's not oh, just yeah, going to be Ray-Ban glasses. Oh, no, no. but these are people, secret ones. You they, can take people pictures. will wear them. Yeah. Okay. So this is also a really interesting feature. Yeah. yeah adult entertainment. Right. Totally um, forget about that. <laughs> so we were talking about the 3D 3D videos. So I think maybe um, you know, uh, it's kind of connects to those 3D avatars or 3D persona. Can we oh, talk yeah. about that? Oh yeah, we we're going to to get to this now actually. Oh, this is, is it? Is it this the, the next, next <laughs> the next use case? One, one more yeah. thing yeah. if I can add to the 3D sure. pictures and videos okay. uh, yes. and memories. Uh, again, Ben from Road to VR, he was writing that when he was testing this video where where the kids were blowing the candles of the cake and the birthday party, he said he instantly felt 
the presence and the emotions. And he said, I've never felt anything like this while not even knowing the okay. people. But I felt the Aww. presence. I felt those. Oh. Like, that's very, this okay. is very Adult deep. entertainment like, will not again. be bad on this, probably. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. I mean, I told you Guy Gordon is on fire today, so he was right again. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'm just I'm just saying like this will feel supernatural. Like this will feel amazing. And Nubia tablet proves that this is just the next generation of this technology in a much more immersive way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's legit an episode from Black Mirror. I don't know if you watched yeah, of that episode. It was literally about m recorded memories, except right. that all memories were recorded in that episode. And here we will be able to select. But it's insane. I did not. I did not expect it to happen this soon. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, it's crazy. This this feels. You remember those people when Instagram came out and Twitter and others? They were recording every yeah. day of their life, uh, blogging. There will be people who will be recording 24/7 every yes. step of their life, and you'll be able to right. follow them. It's gonna be uh, crazy. So... It's a whole new. It's a whole new world of possibilities. It sounds so cheesy, but actually, I truly believe this is going to happen. It's, it's true, crazy, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's let's move on to the next to the next part where it's all about communication. So connection, get on the same page in the same space. So it's about having FaceTime, having a video call with with your friends or with your colleagues. Actually, with your working colleagues, there are tiles which are floating in space. If another colleague joins um, joins the room, then this person gets another tile, another lifelike sized tile where the person is on so you can talk to them and what i what really blew me away so i i did believe this is cool already but when they said hey the sound of the people will spatially exactly come from these tiles uh, okay mind blown makes sense right so it will, it will feel like they're standing there and the, the audio comes exactly from their direction it is these small details where they really blew me away where every single thing felt so well thought through oh my goodness what are your thoughts about this i, I was watching this screen right the, right right this moment when she was turning and talking to them i think that yeah. was the first time they showed it and it was before they introduced the persona and all i could think about was how do they see her how yeah, does she look exactly i was how thinking does the same she thing. look when Is they it just look a picture? at her, exactly. yeah, be because they look real. They are not personas. They are like webcam, Zoom right. conference or something. That's what we think. Yeah. Is she, is she wearing? Is she supposed to have a camera in front of her? Is there something like what's going on? I'm like, well, I need to know. Exactly. And soon enough, they revealed what what this. she would look like, what he would look like, and I was just. This is exactly. That this, was the mind blowing. This moment. is where they, where I was just like, okay, shut yeah. the f and uh, take <laughs> yeah, my money. No. Are you kidding me? So yeah, this would no. have like, uh, too bad I couldn't stream this moment. <laughs> I was oh crazy. my god! But Even I was alone. Uh, yeah. Here. Just think about, think about it. YouTube will never be the same. No, this like VTubing, whole... all of that. Yeah. Like, imagine. I mean, okay. There is a little bit, you know, there is a double standard about what men and women are supposed to look like on camera, supposedly. If I scan myself and I would be able to make these videos that I'm making, you know, they would save me so much time, like getting ready for camera and stuff like that. That that would be an interesting use case, too. Would I be able to record myself? 
and make videos of of my of course persona instead sure. of me of and just create I'm, I'm so content sure. with that just like you can make Absolutely. now content with uh how are they called me emojis or what there's also people making content yeah, with it yeah but why not? those are also exactly Apple, right? but i don't want to yeah, look here, like a cartoon would... i want to look like me and yeah you it do looks now amazing yeah <laughs> While I, I, I'm mind blown by this as well, I was blown away by this this thing as well. Um, and I think Apple will iterate very quickly on this on this uh, avatars because um, all the reviewers I watched, like MKBHD and uh, I think Ben mentioned it and UploadVR as well, everybody said, yeah, the avatars look good, but there is a little bit of uncanny okay. there still. You still feel that it's like... Makes so, sense. So what it tells me, they, they will iterate right. quickly. But definitely better than all this cartoonish beep. We already got, you know, we're getting this. Like nobody will want to look as something else, or many, like majority of people want to yeah. look themselves. If you talk Maybe with your friends, you know you exactly yeah. on or VR chat, people regular. want to look like uh, I don't know. Like... Yeah, sure. I mean, in, in VR, I want to be exactly. anything I want. But <clears throat> that's VR. That's like a you know, that's a different worlds of stuff. But in in a normal like with family, talking with family and colleagues right. and stuff, you want to be that's you. Right. Um, maybe a little bit enhanced you, it's okay, but, uh, you know, maybe dress to an occasion, like if it's Halloween, you'll have a little bit, some background or whatever, uh, but you still want to be you. And I think that's where the big potential lies. And I think for the first generation, from what I heard from those reviewers, it's okay. It works really well, probably as advertised, uh, maybe a little bit worse. But it will iterate very quickly. Um, so that's an amazing yeah. feature. And these uh, avatars, as you can tell here, also you can use your hands, right? Obviously, because your hands are tracked. Yeah. So this is gonna be this is gonna be a great feature. Also, yeah. what's cool, like when you are in these calls, you can still work together with with your colleagues, right? So you can you can share you can share like an app, the, the screen of an app, something that obviously we can do with a, in a video chat as well. But you can do this now in a spatial way. Yeah, what are your thoughts about this, Tatiana? Do you think it's uh, useful? Well, yeah, I mean, they're, <laughs> yeah, they're turning not, right? it into a collaborative <laughs> tool, right? Yeah, exactly. Because we're talking about we're talking to your friends and family, which is great. But if they incorporate, uh, like, Google Teams, I think, was it? Or I, I, I know for sure it was Zoom. Zoom, so for sure. So it's nice that they are not trying to just forcefully move everyone into this yeah. completely new uh, video conferencing place in which everyone must have uh, exactly. Vision Pro. You can still uh, use that's, yeah, things. Yeah, that was yeah. the main thing. So yeah, it, it's it's amazing that you can still like share the screens and you can see them perfectly well in VR and they can see you perfectly well on a flat screen. I think this kind of connectivity is very important for this uh, for the adoption of this tech. That makes sense. Also, I truly think that if I wanted to give a presentation with somebody who is not in the same space, yeah, I would totally use this. Of course, I would uh, open this kind of um, keynote or browser to show my presentation and have them spatially aware somewhere in the room and give my presentation just way more naturally as if I would do it just in a Zoom call. So, during yeah. the Apple, during the Apple presentation, they should have used those personas to present instead oh, yeah. of real that would people, be cool. just to just to <laughs> that would be just cool. to show what it would look like. How, exactly. I don't think they are that advanced, though. I don't Not think yet. they're ready. Exactly. Not yet. But it's still impressive enough that they have these personas. Pretty amazing stuff. So yes, that was that part was incredible. Yeah. yeah let's talk about one more thing. So everything was really mm -hmm. impressive until now. 
Yeah, and, and really, it was really impressive. And I, I also check check this out. How good this looks! Actually, everything is glass and aluminum, and it looks great. But then, so so I was already like super impressed at this point. But then the kicker came that yes, they really care about okay, not the operating system. That I don't want to talk about this. I want to talk about privacy. Because that is truly a big issue when there's eye tracking, right? There you, we know like um, the, how how important it is, eyes in general, and what they can, how many data they can rip out of your eye tracking, right? How long do you look at something? Super important for analyzing you and um, for advertisements. They can totally find out about you, like about more than just what you look at, but how long you look at something and where you look at, they could analyze you, right? You could be, you could become the, the product, right? This is, this is like a, the, the huge fear that we have, that we have when Meta does this. And now they come along and they say, you know what? We are the privacy company. We've been the privacy company with the iPhone, right? If, if the U.S. government wants to force us to give them the key for our for the encrypted data, we're not going to do it. You can you can try to hack it yourself. And here I have to scroll down a bit. Here they are this they are the same. When it comes to privacy, we don't blink. And this part I love it about mm -hmm. about the tracking about. The, and what a sentence with eye tracking this and we great. don't blink. This I mean, great. come on. So so this this, 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 this part genius. here, eye input is not shared with Apple. It's not shared with third-party apps or websites. Only your final selections are transmitted when you tap your fingers together. So all wow. the other stuff, like uh, where your eye moves and how long it stays on a certain word or a certain picture, nobody knows. You've got to love Apple. Only the final selection is being transmitted. Yeah. Boom, in your you, face, Meta. That's, you, you the only, that's, what I can, that's what I can say. Like, okay, here, this is the mic drop for Meta, where they show, okay, Meta, you are probably with, taking all and, the information. And not right? only that, exactly. And not only that, people trust yeah. Apple because pe Apple is not in a business of that's selling ads. Pe Apple is not making money on selling ads. They're making money on hardware. I was just going to say that. <laughs> and I yeah. didn't want to interrupt Sebastian. <laughs> okay, and you sorry, went sorry. ahead and interrupted <laughs> Sebastian. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. But you that's the point. Apple for that. If there is one reason to buy Apple, buy it for their business model. Their yeah. business model is hardware. Big effing fat period. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, and that is, so, that is like a no-brainer for me. Even if Meta would make exactly the same device, which is as good and probably um, like, I don't know, um, like 30% um, cheaper, I would go for the, Apple for the Apple device because I know I am not the product. The product is this thing and they are not going to um, yeah, check my I eyes and where I look at. I love it. And, and and here I want to I want to go one step further because that's what we try to do with yeah. VR1 is not only we don't track your eyes because we don't care, but we give you all the information, you know, all the data which is on those sensors and whatever you happens can do whatever to you, you want with it, on right? your computer, yeah, and great. you have access to it, and you can analyze and do whatever that's you great. want with it. We don't want to know it; it's yeah. your stuff. But use it to the research to whatever you want. The data will be there. So I'm not sure whether Apple will give the access to the data for the researchers. 
but we want to give as much data to people who own our headset and just use those data because these are valuable of data. Course, you can of predict pre Anything. predict health issues yeah. with eye tracking easily because you know we can make pictures of your of your eyes and then analyze them, or you should analyze those pictures those pictures because we will not have them. This is the power of the centralized hardware and the privacy. I applaud Apple for doing what they're doing. This is amazing. This and is I hope great, they yeah. will give some access to, you know, to researchers or if people will decide to give access to researchers, things like that, because this can bring predictive healthcare would be the next big thing in this industry. You will get, you know, you will get analyzed all this. Like this is nothing in comparison what this headset can, can collect on you yeah. again and be useful to you. They can predict everything because eyes is the, you know, like we it's say, really... eyes is the mirror of the soul. Right. But honestly, eyes are also a mirror of your health. This is true. And, in you know, when, when they will work together with Apple Watch and the headset, they, they will be able to predict a lot of health issues way ahead they will happen to you. Way ahead. That's right. awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. But don't you think it's crazy? They are literally could be making billions of dollars by selling this day, data yeah, and honestly a, they it's it, not and yeah. people would still probably buy it but they don't so, like yeah. do you find it like no i don't i don't find it surprising because this drop. this, this is a great moment and this is who they are and this is like a big reason for many people to buy the devices just because of this you know so yeah so they are making money because people will buy the more expensive hardware Right, and and then they still will make money off the software, thirty percent. Mm -hmm. So it's a great yeah, business model. I, I love this My business God. model. Ah, I'm so I, I love it. Like, I, I'm super I love excited. it. So, <laughs> so this is such a huge mic drop. This yeah. moment in in the presentation, this was such a big mic drop to Meta, like here in your face. This is what we believe is about privacy, and so so, yeah. I, I, wow, let's see how Meta can um, counter that. Do you think they are going to also do this with with the eye tracking will they change now because of this what, what are your thoughts will they be forced to change this or will they just make it way cheaper so that people who don't care about this privacy will say oh you know what i don't do anything funny they can look at me you know <laughs> it's probably going to be that go, yeah. go ahead yeah. <laughs> yes yes no no i mean honestly they will never say no to collecting data that's what that's how that's they, what they started do, right? that's, that's what they DNA. do like exactly. you can't yeah, like you can't blame some. I mean, no, yeah. I'm not gonna say you can't blame because you can't blame them. But I'm almost, I almost said something like it's in their nature. You can blame their nature, but uh, obviously they have control. But they will, they will never, they will never say no to that. And, and you know why? It's because of the different business model inherited by the Facebook company. It's how they, like you know, apart from let's say we we can call them all evil and stuff sure because it's you know all ultimate decisions is in their hands mark can decide to become better a company and they he can but they don't do it because it you know there's a lot of money tied up and there's a lot of things which are historically done how they were done but i think in order to say hey we will not collect any data the transformation of the business model will have to be such a dramatic one that suddenly headsets will not be $400 and they will not be $500 and not even $1,000 and nobody will buy them. Nobody will buy Quest 3 for 1.5K. Like nobody will want to do that. Nobody bought the expensive. Quest Pro. I mean, very, yeah. very yeah, few people bought it. Few people bought it. Not so many people bought Quest Pro. And then it dropped down to $999, right? Um, because God knows what they do with those data. Who knows? 
So yeah, I mean, it's a big, big drop for for Apple, and it's a big move, um, and it just it just widens the spread between those companies. Will they will be forced to do something like this? They will be forced to write a lot of good texts about how privacy is the first thing they think about, the same way how they did in Facebook and all the data we, you know, they were selling to other companies in Facebook. So the same way probably they will do it in, in, in but will it be true? Who knows? And will we trust them? I don't know. I probably not, not at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that is, that was truly a, like a noteworthy thing. Well, I, I was already blown away. By the whole presentation, and then they give me that, I was mm -hmm. happy. <laughs> I was yes, really. Yeah. I'm so looking forward to this headset and how it will completely change it, change this industry. So, so I truly believe that we all would agree that that yes, this was the iPhone moment for our industry, or not. What, what do you think, um, Tatiana? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is this is the his. We're living through a pretty much a historic moment in time. I right. think we are very fortunate to live through it, and uh, yeah, it's it's only the first stride of Apple into this realm of XR, and they're already making the biggest splash that I've ever seen, really, and uh, made so many people excited. Of course, like I've mentioned, that there are simplistic views of certain you know users who kind of just looking at the surface um the price and of course it's still an issue but um we've known probably for two years now that this is not going to be targeting um all apple users or all consumers even though they call it a consumer device they they, they do say it's it's for consumers it's not for a narrow niche professional readers honestly right, something right. that consumers. i thought i thought sense, it yeah. would be like quest pro for developers and they did oh. have a section on developers we didn't talk about it because you know yeah. we're running out of time but but they did talk about the value of this headset for developers and how they will be able to create things with unity and like all other cool things um like developer opp opportunities but but they do position it as a consumer first device which Kind of surprised me a bit because mm -hmm. uh, I expected a very like a professional narrow niche test development um, thing. I got it. And, got it. And they just went on and said, "You can use it. You can use it. You can use it." Everyone Everybody who is ready it. to pay three thousand five hundred can use it and should use it, according yeah. to Apple. I wonder if they changed their 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 model like just halfway through, or if they just no. I think they, they, they just made it. This true. is this is simply their next computing platform. Boom, and this is the first version, and it's gonna get better and nicer and cheaper every iteration. But they that's have to the minimum somewhere. what they're going to accept. That's yeah. a big thing. Apple said this is the minimum quality level yeah. we're going to produce ever, starting from this moment, and that's already better than anything else in the market. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Crazy. That's really you crazy. Know? That that really is crazy, yeah. Cool. So we're all very excited about the headset, and we also, yeah, obviously, we're going to buy it. I have to find a way how to get it early. <laughs> anyways, anyways, we already also... started a piggy bank. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we can. You can start now. You can start now. So to to collect the money, um, to save the money. We're still here also with Arthur, who is um, making his own headset, the Somnium VR1. And I also want to talk about it, not for two hours now, but I still want to, I still want to understand Why more. Not? 
what it, well, no. <laughs> what it is <laughs> it's, it's just as big of a paradigm shift as it's a, it's, yeah. <laughs> we should talk so, for two hours so it. we also i also want to know from you as a developer of um, of an enthusiast um, headset that is made for vr enthusiasts and vr enthusiast gamers i believe it's made for um, how do you feel about um, yes. the apple headset coming out and yeah um, yeah tell us about the, the feeling and uh, where did, where does it all come together you're not threatened by it right not really, not at all. I, I'm excited because it's such, you know, such different products um, and, uh, you know, targeting completely different, um, I would say, audience. And I'm, you saw I'm excited about Apple headset a lot. Um, and I think the feeling in our company and in, 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 in VR Juniors as well were the same because, you know, it's a different type of a product. And we're, you know, we're targeting completely different uh, niche uh, of the product. Like our headset is a PC VR wired um, lighthouse tracked headset with a very high field of view. So one thing, by the way, in Apple headset, which I was from looking at the lenses right away and then getting some uh, Intel Intel info from from the guys when we calculated like what could be the uh, the the approximate field of view of the Apple headset. And we came up with a number of around 100. It's like 100 to 105. And it was confirmed by people who tried it. They said it's around about yeah, Quest, like Quest Pro, Pro. It's below yeah. Valve Index. So it is around 100 something, depending on, on your IPD. That is one thing which I would expect that could have been a bit better in, in Apple headset. And I understand where, why they did it the way they did it and why there is a drawback. I understand it technically, but I think... That's where a little bit the the the, the materials from uh, from the uh, the keynote, right, from all those renders, would might feel a little bit different from the reality because when people will take it, they still feel a bit of tunnel vision. Anyways, um, yeah. Why I'm saying this is people will be blown away. Towards, you know, we're trying to bring the best of the best of what's possible today into the PC VR headset mm -hmm. um, market, right? Um, so. We couldn't be on a on a on a completely different, uh, further away from it from ourselves, like an Apple and our headset. So not not worried. Actually excited about Apple coming uh, coming up with this. Right. So this is made uh, your Somnium VR one. It's made for uh, PC VR enthusiasts who who play uh, PC VR games, right? Like uh, flight simulators and so on and so Re forth. Right. Researchers, flight simulators, uh, people who use uh, who use headsets like social VR. I mean. Honestly, I use social VR Somnium every day, like for a couple of hours. And eye tracking, peripheral vision um, is something which, and, and sweet spot, like good lenses, good image quality. It's something I, I really need and want. I want to have good FOV. And I would, anytime if you ask me and if you say, hey, you can have 20% better screen and resolution, or you could have, you know, 15 15 degrees wider FOV, I would always go for FOV. Like, I would just always go for FOV. Maybe it's me, but I would okay. always go for FOV. Yeah. And here we try to bring you amazing FOV of like 120 plus, because depending on the IPD, I'm getting like 126, 128 um, okay. degrees on that headset in a real measured uh, cool. visible uh, visible FOV. Like, that's amazing. That's It's a complete different way of how you consume content, um, especially in a social VR environment. So I think, by the way, if anyone wants to ask some questions on the chat, ask. Yeah. I'm not promising that uh, I will answer all of them, um, but I will try. Uh, the price will be definitely lower than Apple headsets. So that's a good news. <laughs> I know people are asking. 
So yeah, uh, but um, it, now it, that it, you, it, that you mentioned it, that you mentioned it, like uh, where are you going to put the price? Like you have like um, uh, quite serious competition, obviously from Pimax, right? They would probably do well if they were not Pimax. <laughs> like you know, but um, I will leave it without comment. Okay, <laughs> I will not react on your on on, on your on your com comments here. <laughs> okay, but um, yeah, tell me, um, like where would you? Where are we looking at for the price? Is it going to be uh, more expensive than the Pimax because Pimax. we have more FOV? Than the Pimax Crystal. I would not. I would not tell you. I mean, you can. You can. You know. I'll put the poker face here, and I do play poker, so I would put a poker face here, and I would not tell you yet. Um, I what I can tell is that it people will be positively surprised given the the specs of this headset, what we will be asking it for. And by the way, one of the biggest things we. It's going to be more than two thousand euros. Sorry, it's going to be more than two thousand euros. I, again, I will not tell you. And why are you doing this? I try to why, look at you, your face. Like, those, those <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying He's to. Yeah, you can right now. Look, look, look. look. I, where's my That's why I made it bigger. Yeah, no, no. So, um, so I think. I think. Look. I think one biggest. One of the biggest feedbacks we've heard uh, throughout, uh, like we showed the the headset and the 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 visual stack, uh, the pass through cameras and the lenses on CES, and people right. really liked what they've seen. Um, but one of the feedbacks was of people, they said, look, allow me to buy things I want to buy. So it's amazing that it has a pass-through camera and it's amazing that it has hand tracking and stuff, but allow me to choose whether I want to have eye tracking in the headset, or maybe I just want great visuals and great FOV and that's enough for me. And we had to, you know, we had to kind of, we said, actually, they, they're right. They're right. People are right. Why would we force something they don't need on people if we can make it even more modular? So that's where we took our time after CS and we reworked the structure of the heads. And that's why some of the design changes happened um, and, and some, of the, some of the internal changes happened where we said, look, we will keep those modules optional. So you will be able oh, to, yeah, yeah. when ordering headset, mm -hmm. you'll be able to say, that's look, good. I want a headset with eye tracking only or even without eye tracking, just a headset or with pass-through. So you'll be able to choose, and you just pay for okay, things you choose. So, yeah. so it's like build yeah. your own headset. Yeah, kind of, yeah, kind of. Cool. Um, so, so there's, uh, so I get from it. There's going to be like a cheaper version that does not have um, hand tracking and pass-through cameras, and only does VR. This, Correct. This is going to no, be. Uh, this, this is not a secret. Be... This is this is exactly like it is. There will be okay. one version which will have nothing well, except great FOV and great screens. Nothing okay. else. Last question. Will yeah. you be able to buy extra modules or is it like a full build? And if you oh, that's a good question. later no, on change no. your whenever mind. you configure the hat whenever you configure the headset, that's the headset you're getting. The and then one. um addition model, oh. the only additional model you'll probably be able to do in the future if you buy the uh the or let me say no, but with some exceptions. Uh, because as I said, the, the, you will be able to add like an external model uh, from UltraLib tracking because we have this anchor points, right? And we have this anchor points here where you have, where you have, I don't know if we'll be seeing, you know, you, you have this four, uh, and this is the older, older design, right? This is not the, the latest design. The latest design is slimmer, but um, this is the anchor point where you can, you can unscrew them and it has USB-C um, on the bottom as well. So you have this USB-C here. And you can connect. Um, you can connect like uh, Ultra Leap new uh, new gen, the, the the second generation of their hand tracking uh, via USB. You can 3D print your holder for it. Uh, you can screw that in because those are standard screws, like M5 screws. 
and that's it. Like you can you can connect whatever you want. You can connect lidar to this headset, no problem. Yeah. Um, I'm asking this because a lot of people might not know what they want. Um, I mean, you're probably targeting yeah, people I will who tell know them. exactly what they want um, because you know they are professionals. It depends on the use case. Like we have a lot of but... researchers who are coming to us and they are asking for these headsets from universities uh, because mm -hmm. they want to use the eye tracking and the open open sensors uh, in terms of the uh, the raw data. They want to use it for their research. So uh, that's where um, th th that's where it's I think the, the big interest will be coming as well. Um, but I think it's as modular and as open of headset as it possibly can get from the limitations of the um, uh, of the manufacturing we can actually squeeze in. Like I would say it like this. Like, okay. Th th there are some limitations we just cannot overcome. Okay, mm -hmm. got it. Got it. So yeah, display. You have a um, two thousand eight hundred eighty by two thousand eight hundred eighty, very high resolution QLED mini LED. Seventeen million pixels. <laughs> okay, it can do and ninety and hundred twenty hertz. Mm. Um, Sounds very much a, like another headset. <laughs> that we... Was there a release date? Release of a window that you are looking at, or is it still kind of in the works? We want we want to ship first units this year. Um, that's what we're targeting at. We will be will be having more information coming out uh, in the, like within the next month and uh, like two months, um, and then we will have um, somewhere down the line this year. We're still finalizing the date where we're going to have the Somnium Connect conference uh, as we did in 2021, in the end of 2021. Um, that's where we'll be also showing the headsets. Uh, we'll be inviting. All of you guys as well, you'll be getting uh, the invitations to come to Prague and uh, be with us for a few days here um, to to you know to try the headset, shoot some content about the headset, and you know just give your give your feedback and stuff. So that's going to happen. But we're targeting uh, this year, as I said, like lenses, for example, and some other part of the headset. They already um, uh, went into mass production, so they're already being produced in Czech Republic. Oh, nice. So tell us a bit more about the lenses. They look like aspheric lenses, clear lenses, right? They are. These are clear aspheric lenses. What is special about our lenses is the dual setup lenses. So it's not only one lens per eye, it's two lenses okay, in a okay. angle combined per eye, um, plus on this, with, with a special angle towards the screen to maximize the FOV. Ah, okay. And That's how you get 120 um, degrees exactly, horizontally. Right? Exactly. So this is this is, this is Aspheric lenses on steroids, um, and again, people—that's a good way them, to describe. People like, like for example, Brad. Uh, he tried the. Um, you know, we were showing the. Actually, we we're showing like the early pre-production prototypes, with not final lenses, uh, on the CS, and still the visuals were great, and people loved them. Uh, every feedback we got were, "Hey, this looks great," because it does. It does look really cool. Um, so yeah, we're very happy about that, and the final final lenses will be even more you know precise in terms of nanomicrons and how the curvature is done because every single um, deviation from the curvature plays a big role in how you perceive the uh, the FOV in the image. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 very happy about how the optical system turned out to be. Nice, looking forward to try it out. We have a question here from from Norman Robinson. Uh, Robinson, um, have you and your engineering team considered moving forward sooner with your investment to hypervision optics for higher FOV since the Apple Vision Pro announcement? I mean, we we invested in them before Apple Pro announcement. So we, yeah. you know, when when I tried, 
<laughs> so so the, the, the it, you know it's the guys were known already before but uh when when i tried to uh when i tried the the latest prototypes which you tried sebastian um yeah, i tried but i tried them like in 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 like way earlier it blew my mind like yeah, honestly they're really good yeah. There, there was one of the best things that I saw at AWE, the hypervision lenses. It was just incredible to have a human vision FOV. And yeah, it was good. It was not perfect yet, but it was a prototype, right? So yeah, yeah. it's a prototype. Exactly. It's a prototype. But the guys are magicians and the, 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 they produce the thinnest pancake lenses with the, with the highest sweet spot on the market. And like, with the great FOV, right? With the yeah, because by of the far, curvature. Like by far. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not even talking about the two, 240 degrees we should try. Yeah, which is I know. Stuff. The other one is great too. The other Absolutely. one, it's just, it's just the sweet spot is so big. You don't even need to think about, you know, it's just there. And you can do a lot of things with it. So when we when we tried it and we kind of realized, you know, because we did investment as us, we are engineers and links. We three companies did a coin investment. Um, and I joined the board of Hypervision. And when we tried this and we sat down and we said, look, one thing which is the most important in the headset, to be honest, is optics. Like, if you don't have a good optics, you, you don't have a headset. And it will become more important in the future to have thinner and better optics and higher field of views and clearer images. No doubt about that. This is this is clear. Um, so so we just decided we just decided, look, th this this is the future. We'll need better lenses, so we'll use it in our future products. And that's why we did that investment. And we want to support the guys to, you know, these lenses are not only meant by to to for us. They will license those lenses to any producer who is interested and you know uh, who wants to talk to them. But we saw that we want to utilize those lenses in a special way. So next X-Tal will utilize the the human FOV uh, cool. lenses. We will utilize also uh, those lenses. So it just makes our products better in the future. Nice. That's that's going to be very awesome. exciting. Looking very forward exciting. to it. Yes. So just one one thing that I want to quickly talk about before we wrap up here. Um, here, I, I see the, the specs of the Sony VR1 and it says like wireless PC VR streaming. Yes, mm -hmm. available in the future, but how is that supposed to work? Yeah, that's the if you know the com company uh, called Nofio, um, they uh, they released and they announced. I think they run a Kickstarter ah, uh, for the index. They announced this wireless model Wi-Fi six E right. model for Valve right. index. Uh, but we also work with them to make uh, to make it work with Xtal and Somnium VR One, and it does work with Xtal already. We showcased that on CS. Okay, cool. And I think Brad did a video on that, and he tried it, and it worked quite well. And the same thing we would bring to Somnium VR1. Okay. And that's why if you go back to the images, um, yeah. that's one of the things which we did change and we did um, kind of really put a lot of which effort. If you, if you take this uh, uh, cable image where the cable is. So where the is cable it? is quite a special beast because... No, no, the, the lower one, this one, yeah. So you see the cable oh, insert. Mm -hmm. So it's a detachable cable which is, which is though um, connected and you can... You can uh, you can kind of put it with a screw, so you can screw it in, oh, so okay, it's cool. you know it's not wobbly or anything mm -hmm. else. Uh, but it's detachable because we give you with the headset, we will give you six meter cable, which is very long cable um, uh, to your computer. But when you have the wireless adapter in the future, you'll be able to unscrew the cable, detach it, and put the shorter one, one meter one, in okay. there, connected to your Wi-Fi six E battery pack and the uh, and the model on your waist, like Apple does with the battery. 
and then you'll have wireless uh, wireless capability. Cool. That 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 was totally new to me that you're going to do it like this. But that will not be that will not be at launch right. because we're also mm -hmm. dependent on the Nofio timeline and timescale, and it will take time to um, to work on this. And it's just there's many things which needs to be uh, polished for that. But definitely planned in the future, and that's why we did the cable detachable. Uh, but secured with the with the screw. Great. You know what? I'm I'm very much looking forward to the Somni VR One. It looks super high quality. I totally like the looks of it and all the stuff that's inside. Can't wait to try it. Somni VR One. Obviously, I will feature it here on the channel extensively. Looking forward to that. Made a huge splash on Twitter too. There was like everyone was buzzing about him. Like yeah. this is so great. It's, it's Thanks cool. for the tag. I love I mean, reading about we it. We feel the look, we feel the pressure. It's not I like you know, I've told you Sebastian, you, you want to talk about this and I was a bit hesitant because you know we work so hard and we we can't wait to show all the things. We show what we can and um like as soon as we get more information on anything, and obviously some things we keep for ourselves, like the price and 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 exact availability, but um, we put heart and soul in this. Great, and, you know, I'm in VR every day. I I want a great headset. I obviously love Valve Index, and I want something which is you know feels like a next gen headset, but it's open, decentralized, and it's not you know it's not committing you to some hidden licenses and. All those things. You just buy the headset, and it's yours, and you can create whatever you want. And we will not want anything from you ever again. So, it's up to you what you do with that. And that's kind of the ethos of us, what we do. Many people don't agree with that in terms of like blockchain and stuff, uh, but we believe in the decentralization. We believe into power to users rather than power to the company. Great. That is a wonderful last word. So, actually, it looks fantastic for us VR fans. So many cool headsets are coming out, already came out or will come out in the future. So there's really no lack of cool headsets. And with Apple, yeah, coming into the scene, everything is going to change. And I believe this was a fantastic show about the Apple headset and also about the Somnium One. If you outside there, if you, the people who are watching this right now or the people who are going to listen to it, if you enjoyed it, if you enjoyed this show as much as we obviously did, please let us know with a thumbs up. You can do that right now. And also with a comment, leave a comment. How did you like today's show? How do you like the Next Dimension podcast where we talk with people, uh, amazing people from the industry like Artur and and um, where we really dig into the topics as deep as we did today with the Apple Vision Pro and the Somnium VR1. So do leave a comment, do leave a five-star review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever. And yeah, simply let the world know the Next Dimension podcast. Yes, it's a very good podcast. <laughs> thank, <laughs> thank you so much, Artur, for being here so long and talking with us about it. Obviously, also thanks Tatiana for being here. No, let's thank Tatiana that she's yeah, here with us. Yeah, Come on. Exactly. Uh... I just wanted to say thank you so much, Tatiana, for being here, even though, well, very soon you will, yeah. Have will, more things to do. Have more <laughs> things have to now. do. Yeah, more important <laughs> things to do than talking yeah. about a VR headset. So, new user for Somnium VR1. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm joking. It's user. crazy. I'm going to tell you, you were born <laughs> right, the year right. a Vision Pro and, uh, and Somnium um, wow. were released. Wow. Right, right. Ooh, it's so old. So old. So <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. What shall we say? <laughs> yeah. Anyways, thanks again. Thanks for being here. And thanks for all of you outside there who are watching this right now or who, who, who are going to listen to it 
later. That's everything that we have for this episode. It's a historic episode. We're going to listen to it later. And um, yeah, your your baby in the future can listen to it. <laughs> and I know, right? Like exactly. That's going to be weeks before. Wow. two weeks before. I was wow. thinking about downloading this episode. Yeah, you should do it. You should do it. <laughs> okay. And that's it for today. Looking forward to see you in the next episodes. Until then, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah.